I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I can do things and I can handle things in my mind that other people can't even dream of, yeah! You don't even know my real name. I'm the Lizard King. This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. <laughs> I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> approve of and I think we should go out and stop it or kill it or whatever who's with me yeah kill something destroy it yeah whatever my good friends please there is nothing to rebel against at this time okay okay now Go on back to your homes and get some resting, okay? I'm sure for all very, very patient that in a little while there'll be plenty of things to mob about before you even know it, okay? Alrighty, bye-bye. Go home now. I hope it's soon. Okay. All right. Good evening, everybody. Hi, Charlie. Take care. You heard the man. There's nothing to rebel against. This is episode 152 of Behind the Schemes for May 15th, 2023, and where I routinely have to remind myself that gravity is indeed a very harsh mistress. This is Booberry, Mothman of the Miniocalypse.
And all the way from way the hell over here on the bereft coast where, please, there's nothing left to destroy. Please stop. <laughs> please stop. My name is Lavish. Let the rubble be, man. Just let it go already. How many turds can you lay on one square foot of ground? The answer, more. More mm, turds. Delicious. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, this is Booberry Mothman and Minneapolis, and I am Lavouche, and we are here doing Behind the Schemes just live every Monday night. Good to see you, sir. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Word around the offices, you got a fat cock. Well. <laughs> well. Is it true? Is it? Is it? We need a, uh, a pants dropping sound. Pants dropping clip. Oh, like you a know? zipper. Wow. Like a zipper and a buckle and uh, and then a... Yeah, I like that. That could be a fun boost ISO. Followed by the Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> yes, this is all acceptable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I find these conditions most appealing. You find this agreeable? Well, it's an accord, then. It's uh, an accord. In accord. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, since we're rolling, you want to just go right into the tarot? Yeah, you got uh, tonight's card drawn. Indeed, I drew the card once again from the Starman Tarot deck, which was gifted to us by a Reverend Dr. Pfeiffer. Does the uh, Sunday morning two-hour folk hour with Rusty Apples and Dusty Apples and his hot cousin, Busty Apples. Uh, tonight, we have pulled another princess, just Ooh. like last week. But a different one. This is the Princess of Pentacles. Ah. Uh, drawn reversed, I should clarify. Um, was last so week this, reversed? Last week was also reversed. So last week was the reversed Princess of Swords. Oh. This week is the reversed Princess of Pentacles. And the princess is not your typical... Um, a little boost coming in from <laughs> this server. princess is not your typical good boy. She's not a good boy. She's a bad girl, if you ask me. Oh, 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 the princess is not your typical. Uh, it's not your typical role that you find in the in the major arcana. Usually, you find pages and knights and queens and kings. The princess or the prince is uh, not too common. And so this is a sort of unique to the to the Starman Tarot. The upright meaning of Princess of Pentacles basically means I value all life. Very uh, nurturing. All right. It is. The card is a little nurturing. She kind of looks like she has clown makeup, but it's a lovely lady wearing a dress. And uh, she's got a very fancy sort of bit of armor that she's wearing. I think maybe it's armor or maybe it's just a uh, an aesthetic breastplate. Shout out to aesthetics. And it's a lovely red robe that she's wearing with stars adorned in them. The book says a powerful synthesis of both the imaginative and practical. This discerning and hugely resourceful princess of pentacles is acutely aware of the responsibilities that we share as custodians of this remarkable planet. Deeply committed to the principles of ecology and evolutionary biology. She wants to live as consciously as possible, innovating solutions to sustain and restore the Earth's living ecosystems. An imposing figure, stunningly pregnant. Oh, she is pregnant. That's true. She's fecund. Ooh. What'd you call you like her? That word? <laughs> you heard me. Did I stutter? Positively Damn. fecund. 
Fecund. That's a good one. I like I like that word. F E C U N D. Uh, with the possibilities of bringing the Earth back to life. So very maternal uh, here, of course. Reversed, since we did pull the reverse. We might as well see what we got going on here. This is a loss of natural vitality. It is a disconnect from nature and its raw sustenance. Sustenance. An overattachment to creature comforts has sapped you of your strength and your sense of purpose, and you are operating within your comfort zone. So step out, go barefoot, and respond to nature. Yeah, and rub your body down with mushroom paste. Yeah, and if you find that super fine alkali sand, take your clothes off and roll around in it. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll never know it hit them. They'll never know it and hit them. do it without a phone. Yeah, turn off your... Go throw that thing in the fucking sea. Um... Yeah, sense purpose uh, operating. Yeah, I don't know uh, if princess. you saw the the link there in the chat. Uh, the princess cards also show up in the Thoth tarot, Toth oh, tarot. Yeah, princess of Toth. disc. Uh, technically, uh, the princess uh -huh. of disc wears a ram's head crown and is uh, cloaked in sheepskin. She stands in a grove of leafless trees. From her figure, she seems to be pregnant. Yeah, so it's almost the it's the same motifs. It seems. Well, the uh, are you reading the link that I just put under the tarot? No, I was looking up the uh, Thoth tarot. Was Interesting, because that's the exact same image that she has here. She's got the ram's head. She's pregnant. She, not, she isn't adorned in any wool, it doesn't seem, but she does have the ram's head. So I'd be curious to see if there's other uh, uh, parallels in this deck. Is that where they got their inspiration from? Hmm. Easy way. Sure. I think it's the uh, the strength card is renumbered, and uh, they swapped out one for lust. I haven't seen the lust card so far. Strength is typically seven, isn't it? Off deck. Uh, it's strength eight. is eight. Okay. Well, in the Starman Tarot, strength is still eight. Let's see here. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'll be able to find the uh, differences offhand, but I know that there's a couple of uh, major arcana cards flopped around. Yeah, they, they do a little shuffle here and there with these different decks. Yeah, but that's like interesting about the uh, just the princess there. Yeah, that's two princesses in a row, uh, reversed. Very interesting energy going on. The princess is strong. There's a lot of maternal energy floating around in the world that is uh, perhaps in need of correction. Correction. Yeah, there's ill winds blowing across barren wastelands. Well. Maybe not barren. Maybe not a yeah. wasteland. Oh. Maybe the rains are just on the hill. You know what I would like to do for tonight? If it may please uh, you and everyone in the green room. I would like. What's that? I would like to follow up on a suggestion from Jen when we had a legit bat on and maybe do a tarot draw at the end of the night. We can do that. Sure. Sweet. We can do that. Do you want to do it from the same deck or do you want to do a draw? I will do it from my copy of the uh, David Bowie deck. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. This was very wise of Reverend Dr. Pfeiffer to give us both identical sets. Yes. And because, I have it right. Uh, I have it right here. 
You have the documents in your hand. Can you hear that? I got the book right here, too. Yep. Oh, yeah, the documents. Sweet. Now I got that set out. All right. Well, we can do that. Can't possibly forget. Um, we do this show live every Monday night, starting at about 7 o'clock, cent- or excuse me, 7.30 Pacific, 9.30 Central, 10, uh, 10.30 Eastern, over at badradio.live, and on the No Agenda stream, and also lit in new podcasting 2.0 apps. Yes, if you're not familiar with podcasting 2.0, it's the new wave. It's where it's at. Uh, you can go to a podcast, uh, new podcast apps or even just podcastapps.com. And you can find all different kinds of apps there that will help you uh, enter this strange but fascinating world. Yeah, so we have lots of uh, show notes and, and chapter art that we put also in our show notes over at zosascorner.com. Uh, excuse me, zosascorner.substack.com. Uh, but a lot of that stuff, it populates into these nude podcast apps. So it's a lot, uh, it's a lot more engaging and a lot more labor intensive than you would find at fucking Spotic ride. Oh, Spotic ride at, at Famazon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in fact, we're, we're experimenting with some new podcasting 2.0 features, including the intermission where, uh, we've got some uh, value for value enabled music in the intermission and, uh, if you happen to donate Bitcoin to us during that intermission during the song, well, then there's a special split, and uh, that artist will get a cut, as it were. So, always working on uh, new things, new fun things. Yeah, well, uh, we're going to do that for the end of sh- the show tonight as well. So, we can we can drop this anywhere we want to in the production. It don't matter. Indeed. We get the keys to the RSS feed. The keys are there. All you got to do is clap them, brah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, man. That was a lot more than I bargained for. Yeah, uh, it is. I did want to just uh, play this for, for Spot a Cried, just to show our respects. Just let them know it was a good run. See you on down the road. See you. Uh, don't let the proverbial internet door hit you on the way out. We had something, uh, well, there, on this past Friday, there was a wholly unexpected moment on podcasting 2.0. I think you caught that live. Did I? Adam was demonstrating doing this oh, uh, value time split on. In, the- can I, can I tell the story? Cause you gotta get an outsider opinion on this. Yes. Uh, so we're listening to podcasting 2.0, Adam Curry, Dave Jones, Friday, live every Friday, seeing on what the new haps are. And he started playing some uh, value for value enabled music off of Ellen was Beats. It, it was Ellen Beats. It was Ellen Beats. It wasn't the other one. Well, because I took the RSS feed that Wavelink generated and submitted it to the podcast index, Ellen Beats automatically sucks that feed in. Right. So it just applies to whatever, simply said, whatever site is, is running this whole thing. Uh, it just automatically pops up there. And, and Adam was just listening through randomly, just going through a random selection on what is essentially a, a free music player. And your, the, your dad's band, Rusty Gates caught his attention. And uh, <laughs> was it was a girl like me. Yeah. Is the name of the song. Yeah. So he was super stoked about it and he had no idea that it was your dad's band, that it was Spaz's band. Yes, and now it's the number two song on on the site. Yeah, it was there 
number one for all of Friday and I think into Saturday, maybe Sunday. Um, 319,000 sats came through and within the first <laughs> eight hours of the episode being posted. And do those go to you? It's yeah, it's or in a wallet. Most part, it's in a wallet that's uh, maintained by Wavelake. Um, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen with it yet, so I'm just keep it there for the time being. Well, there you go. You already strike when the iron's hot. He threw his music in there, and it was good tunes. And uh, yeah, it's it's really. I think it's a fantastic new addition. The the uh, Ellen beats and all that stuff. I mean, it's wonderful. Very easy to just listen to all kinds of different music, and you can you can put your own music on there if you want to get involved. Yeah, Make Heroism went and did that. He's got uh, two different tra- uh, excuse me albums that he's put up there. Yeah, yeah. I believe it's under Fast Finisher, if I'm not mistaken. Very cool. And uh, Abel Kirby is all over there, too. Abel Kirby of uh, Rare Encounter. Yep, Sir Spencer, the Sir Abel Spencer. and the Wolf album. It's it's really, I mean, there's some really high-quality music up there. Um, uh, Even with the, the dudes that are kind of programming Wave Lake, uh, Sam Means being one of them, he does the Wasteoids podcast, but he's got some really polished stuff up there too. Well, it's funny you mention that because we have a Sam Means song in our intermission tonight. Hell yeah. Small world, eh? Small world. S- small world. Small yeah. Small world indeed. We've got tunes from Sam Means and we've got tunes from uh, Rusty Gates. Uh, all value for value enabled. Yeah, it's, it's, it's locked tight, man. It's watertight. And you should most definitely uh, head over to CurioCaster, check out last week's episode when we had Matthew Bigelow from the Japan What Pad, uh, excuse me, podcast on. He was uh, he was part of that first split that we set up for intermission. It's uh, <laughs> so incredibly excited about what we have coming. Absolutely, and you know they used to say, "Well, what what can you even do with Bitcoin?" You can't do anything with Bitcoin. Uh, you're going to go buy a pizza? I'm going to buy pizza. It's for two big pizza. Wrong. We're going to the future, baby. Uh, false finish. Excuse me. False finish is uh, make heroism stuff. Oh, false finish. Right. Yeah, right. I think I said fast finish. Whoops. Make heroism and uh, Mary Kate Ultra. They do <laughs> I produce would never accuse music. him of such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. We're going to edit all that out then. Yes, I yes. Oh shit. Um there we go. Oh, there it is. So close. Uh yeah, yeah we got the notes, got uh nudepodcastapps.com. I think that brings us to Oh, I lost all my shit. Well, while you find your shit, just uh, know that uh, you can find our show notes every single episode that we do. We post a Substack which is just an online free no paywall uh, sort of zine, if you will, with all of the show notes, all of the producers, uh, links to our chat room, to the shop, to all kinds of stuff, and most importantly, all the references for everything that we're going to talk about tonight. Everything's referenced, everything is cited, and uh, also, it uh, looks beautiful too. It's a permanent night mode, mm. so you never have to be looking at it late at night and then open up Zoso's Corner and then be blinded. Uh, you can go to zososcorner.substack.com, and this is episode 152. 
Danger, danger. High voltage. The, the show was not short on hot, tough women. If you have a scheme, aren't you scheming? Do a commercial, you're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore, and uh, end of story. Rolling out the MK Ultra song. Great. Super excited to see what Monday brings at this point. Yeah. What will Monday bring? What will Monday bring? <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> My Monday brought some shit. I, yeah, well, I had you, a, you got a case of the Mondays? Dude, I had... Uh, it was maybe 10 steps, activate VAT's targeting system, and got like 10 crit strikes on my left leg as I tumbled down said steps trying oh, to leave no. the theater today. <laughs> Your leg got uh, tenderized? <laughs> Fatality. Finish oh, him. No. Leg injury is annoying. Because you're, you're a cripple now. It was, uh, I was kind of hobbling out of the theater today. <laughs> you sent me a pic. It didn't look pretty. And that was fresh, too. It'll look even worse tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, man. Did the total rake. Raked it all the way down. Landed in a, in a pool of blood. Pool of blood. Uh, well, you've been called a rake before. Wow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Where's my pen? Uh, oh man! Well, I'm sorry you got hurt, man. Uh, you should uh, maybe take a shot at intermission or something. I help you out. I think I'm going to do a shot right now, actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Kick it off for all the good stuff. The screen mails. Here's all the callers out there. Yeah, give us a call. Nine one seven. Oh wait, God, that's that's <laughs> Nick the Rat. I got. I totally blanked on Nick. I I love Nick the Rat. Uh, our phone number is six one two. Two six three seven nine nine nine. That's six one two two six three S X X Y. Sexy, and you can uh, ask Booberry how he's doing. <laughs> well, then there was the two blue screen uh, blue screens of death when we were trying to get the show started. That was awesome too. It's great. Yeah. Well, you know, I got a solid hour and fifteen of tunes in. So if you tune into the pre-stream, thanks for thanks for that. Playing some good tunes. I, but we're here now. And we got a couple screen mails here. Uh, this comes from last Tuesday. Okay, that feel better. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you guys have a good show. Have a good day. You too. You too, caller. Thank you. Come again, caller. Yes, come anytime, caller. I feel like that caller had to uh, was like on on route to something, paused, walked outside, called in, and then immediately went back to where they were going. Yeah, he, he like told his boss, he's like, "Excuse me, could you just give me one moment? I'm gonna go to the bathroom." Yeah, and then he walked outside and he screamed. Brb. And then he BRB. walked back in. <clears throat> uh, thank you. Uh, now where were we? The contracts. Yes. Let's uh. Let's see. Thank you, caller. Let's see what this next caller's got. Hello, boys. This is for Cross-Stitch. I just want to thank you for the call-out in the uh, last episode. I'm doing well. Thanks, Lavish. 
Good. And keep the show going, please. It's uh, it's some valuable stuff you're putting down. All right. Well, good to hear from you. That's what we, we requested uh, a call in and we got one. So thank you, Sir Crossstitch. Yes. And he, he, what a very distinguished individual. Yes. A graceful individual, oh, if I may say so. That's a good, that's a great descriptor. Yes. Very apt and astute message, sir. Thank you. It's good to hear from you. Good to hear that you're doing well. And we got a couple of text messages come through. Yes, that's true. The hype is real. You can text 612-263-7999. Send in a message like this one texter did saying, Do you think she saw the inquiry for dental hygienist in Lavish's spook.social bio? And texter sends along a link that I will share in the chat. Ooh. Ooh. And uh, we're I'll, I'll play it. In four days, I will be a dental nurse. In four days, I will get my diploma. In four days, I can go out and scrape people's teeth. Totally legal. I'm not ready for this. I'm scared shitless. Oh, boy. That's all right, lady. (laughs) You just got to do a hundred of them, and you'll you'll be right as rain. You'll be feeling comfortable. Uh... We welcome uh, almost all dental hygienists here at Behind the Schemes. Almost all. Oh, oh, excuse me. Almost all. Almost all of them. Yeah. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Wow. Uh, We have another text message that came through. And this may be uh, a bit surprising, but it is a... (laughs) I'm looking at a uh, butthole. Uh oh. Well, you better post it in the chat so we can confirm. Yes, uh, it's going to require extensive investigation to confirm if uh, Texter is indeed sending images uh, of pur- pur- purported buttholes. Um, is this original content caller, or are you just uh, pulling something off the web? Six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. And there was a message. Oh, that's associ- a butthole. Yes, and uh, there's a message associated with that. If it exists, if it existed, this is what they serve for dessert in heaven, prepared for entry. Peak a blah blah boy. Well, I'll tell you, uh, if if I may use this term, it's very well shorn. It's it's very well shorn, <laughs> and um, I, I I myself prefer it to be shorn. So. I would agree with caller. Oh, give it to me. Texter. Yes. Uh, very not safe for work. Uh, this show is not safe for work. That's why we do it really late after work. And there is a disclaimer at the very beginning of the show, plus <laughs> extensive use of the explicit tag. Indeed. <laughs> we are explicit. This is one of the things. Man, that is a nice butthole, though. I got to say, I can appreciate a nice butthole. Can't you? Don't you? Well, of course. Aha, see? No, I'm not the only one. A, a degenerate. <laughs> Come on. Come on, guy. Come on, guy. <laughs> Come on. Have you seen this? Have you heard this? Have you ate this? That looks like it was professionally done. Mm. <laughs> uh, you can find uh, this picture uh, in the chat room, by the way. We have a chat room. Hashtag green room. You can find it at our uh, show notes, zososcorner.substack.com. 
Hashtag greenroom, which is on uh, the zero node network, irc.zeronode.net. Mmm. Delicious. Ooh, delicious. Yes. <laughs> oh, how delicious it is. Mmm, delicious. Yes. Uh, let's uh, let's do some dice rolling. Let's roll. I'm thinking uh, just with the current state of everything, I say we go for the classic D20 highest goes first. Easy peasy. These numbers suck. My numbers suck too. How'd you do? I rolled a two. Oh, I got a 20. (laughs) (laughs) It was this close. Just shoves it right in. Sexy. Ah, Shove it in there. (laughs) Well, fate has shown her butthole to us. So let us proceed. As the die have spoken. As the die has spoken, I have a mysterious journey about reality TV prepared for you tonight. Ooh, reality TV, my favorite. Yes. Oh, but before I go there, I just want to say real quick, because I didn't think to say it last week, I did get a a chance to go see the new Evil Dead Rise movie in theaters, Mm -hmm. and it was well worth the uh, the ticket. Very much enjoyed it. High praise. Yes. I love all of the Evil Dead movies in the series and Army of Darkness and just the whole, as a whole. It's one of my favorites. And I enjoyed this one just a little bit less than the uh, last remake, but I really enjoyed the the remake, so. Good. It's good stuff, man. You've been very lenient on the films lately. You had good things to say about the Mario movie, too. So you've been you've been enjoying yourself at the cinema. Yeah, man. Trying to, you know, like get into it a little more. But the new Evil Dead movie made it easy. Uh, it was uh, just lots of great effects, um, new environment. And so instead of it being a cabin, this time you got an apartment building. It's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And I've I've stated it time and time and time again. I like my women like I like my coffee, drenched in blood and holding a chainsaw. Okay, <laughs> that's strong coffee. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's just one of those days. Uh, the uh, private browsing brings up the D&D movie. I got to go see that one still, too. Although, you haven't really played D&D much yourself yet, have you? This is correct. Okay. I feel like it's going to be a lot of inside jokes for D&D people who've been playing it for like 50 years. And I would but hope we'll so. See. I would hope so. I would hope so, too. Well, uh, sh- uh, anything else? Let's see. Uh, oh, I guess I'd like to thank Fletcher and Carolyn, uh, who do Hog Story right before us every Monday. Thanks for always being uh, prudent and, uh, is that the word I'm looking for? Always being punctual. Thank you so much. It's very kind. We appreciate it. Yes. Now, I got, uh, I got momentarily wrapped up in a show off of the Amazon Primes, uh, called Jury Duty. 
Now, how do you feel about reality TV? Is it your bag? Is there any shows that stand out to you that you've been into uh, over the years? I I only like reality shows. I don't like like real pure reality TV. I'll watch crappy competition reality shows like uh, like food c- competition shows or Fortune Fire type stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I like that stuff. Yeah, uh, they did a, a show called I think it was called like Blow Me or something. It was about glass blowing. Yeah. <laughs> It was good. <laughs> In some instances, the harassment may be verbal. Now, uh, <laughs> uh, I got uh, I, I I watched this show called Jury Duty. It's a television show that. Uh, well, you know what? Perhaps I should just let uh, James Marsden and Stephen Colbert tell you about the premise of this show. Hmm. It's Saturday Night Live. Folks, folks and such, ladies and folksmen. He almost fucked up there. He almost said ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Damn, he was a hair's breadth from getting canceled. (laughs) You're off the air. Danger, danger. I thought Coblair was a stable genius. Well. uh, mm, 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 Folks, folks, folks. mm. Folks. All right. Here's here's the actual clip. Uh, he's interviewing James Marsden of Jury Duty. Lovely people. Lovely people. Very nice. Yes. Nice. What did you? Uh, what did you? What did you put in their drinks? Nothing. Just told them you were coming out. Um, Thank you very listen, much. Listen, we're going to gonna talk about the, the show uh, Jury Duty. But first, I just want to tell you how grateful I am to you that the show exists because I was in a bad mood this weekend. Yeah, I worried about the WGA strike possibly happening. Sure. And I said to Evie, let's just watch something really funny. Here, Jury Duty is good. I'm going to pause it there. Um, I want to just take a moment with this premise, right? So Stephen Colbert lamenting the, the Writers Guild strike as it goes. And his, I, I guess, his place of solace is to turn to said streaming services that the Writers Guild is striking against? Is that how that works? Break this down for me. I, uh, I'm i not really familiar with Colbert's... Was it, was it there in the cl- clip right there that I should have yeah. heard from? Or? Let, me, let me take it back. So, uh, jury duty, but first I just want to tell you how grateful I am to you that the show exists, because I was in a bad mood this weekend. Yeah, I didn't worry about the WGA strike possibly happening. Sure. And I said to Evie, let's just watch something really funny. Here, jury duty's good. So he's worried about so the- he's worried about the writer strike, and then he's like, "So there's this thing that was a, a production uh, brought on by writers." Is the idea, and if the writers had strict strucken, then there would be no show. That's why I'm not sure about the uh, now. This show that they're discussing, Jury Duty, it was filmed. Uh, they started production in Jan, excuse me, December of 2021, and then. It started filming in February 2022. Um, oh, that's well, not really that long ago. No, 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 no. Not for at all. a show. They usually take a year or two to get things together. It's not too bad. Yeah, it was eight half hour episodes. Pretty short, all things considered. Uh, you watched them all? Mm-hmm. Oh well, I didn't. Oh. I didn't like. I didn't pay attention to them all, but I caught the gist. Right. I caught the beats as it was. You were given a sniff. Yeah. 
we watched all eight, eight episodes in one sitting. Wow. It's hilarious. Wow. Well, well it's, hilarious. It's, I, I, I've enjoyed it. It's one of the best things I've ever seen you do. That's And it's, such a, it's a, such a strange concept. Tell the people what it is. Okay, so <laughs> the show is essentially, if anyone's familiar with The Truman Show, it's, it's basically The Truman Show meets The Office, which is... It's completely right. You're already going. What the hell is that? <laughs> yes. Uh, so it's, it's like me playing order. myself, a, a sort of heightened, um, sensationalized, entitled Hollywood jerk version of myself, and a bunch of improvisational actors who are brilliant, and one guy that thinks the whole thing is real. And so we spend three weeks on jury duty, and it's all manufactured and fake. And, and he's the only one who doesn't know that everyone else is an actor. The only one. The only one. Hidden cameras. He thinks he's being followed around by a camera crew for a boring documentary about jury duty that's going to end up on public access or something. Right? Yes. Right. Yes. Meanwhile, we're following every move. And so there were seven or eight scripts that had beats, like comedic beats. Gene, Gene, uh, Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stubnitsky, who created The Office, and we had some brilliant writers write these scripts. But there was no scripted dialogue, so it was mostly improvisation. So yes, this is a show that follows the experience of, let me get his name right, Ronald uh, Gladden over the course of three weeks while he and the other 11 members plus two alternates of the jury get sequestered. They film the whole thing. He thinks that it's part of just some documentary. Turns out the joke's on him. This is, actual, uh, this is actually a reality TV show for Amazon. They trolled him. They, they, yeah, I mean, they trolled the shit out of this poor guy. It took they better. I hope they paid him out. They, he was paid. He, he ends up talking about uh, in, in an interview. Ronald does. Um, I don't have the clip, but he ended up getting interviewed for two months straight as they went through the whole process, uh, trying to pick their candidate for jury duty. But, mm-hmm. but like. Who gets interviewed for two months for jury duty? <laughs> so two months? You said three weeks, I thought. No, 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 no. So when they were at, when he actually applied for this, they they put the uh, the the uh, I guess the casting call out in um, the classifieds. He didn't really have anything extra going on, so Ronald he answers the classified, and they tell him that it's some <clears throat> documentary for a local. Uh, kind of public access documentary about jury duty. So he gets interviewed for two months. They pick him. They start the, the whole jury picking process. He shows up. He gets picked. James Marsden, uh, playing himself, is also there. But in the show, he ends up calling the paparazzi to the courthouse to tell, you know, just to make a scene. So hopefully... They'll pull him out of the trial, and this causes the jury to go under sequester. Uh, they, get, they get sequestered, so they're locked away in their hotel and are under supervision with no electronics for three weeks straight. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so they torture this poor, silly bastard. Everybody else in the room's in on the joke. Is the judge also an actor? Everybody, and bailiff and everybody, everybody, everybody but Ronald. And then James Marsden plays himself as a douchebag Hollywood version of himself, which is probably a lot of fun to do. I must, I must admit. Well, he actually gets into that in this next clip. How did you know how far you could push it 
without tipping your hand. Right. I mean, first of all, you play James Marsden. It's not like you're playing right. somebody else. You're recognizable. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. playing James Marsden, uh-huh. Hollywood actor who doesn't want to be on right. jury duty, so he's actually right. super entitled. And, I, and I, so I'm glad to hear that you say that that's not what you're like. Well, I thought... Because it's a really <laughs> wonderfully, hilariously awful Good one, version. That's great. It's nice to see my like. true self come out finally. Yes. 30 years of fake, yeah. 30 years of faking the good yes. guy thing. It's nice to, to you, or just you let can it just fly. pretend that wasn't you and just let the real you come well, out. No, it yes. was exciting to me to kind of send up Hollywood a little bit, right? To sort of uh, lampoon, you know, what I do for. I, I, look, I take what I do look. for a living very seriously, but you know, sometimes it's like this is absurd. Well, right. So well, to make fun of the guys who think that they're only the only conversation that should be had is about. Their IMDb page is right. kind, of, kind of a fun thing to do, and to be com- and to be completely given permission to just say the most horrible things you can think of, <laughs> and be the worst and, person and in the room. And do some horrible things too. And do some. I'm not going to get into details. Some unsavory some things. Completely unsavory sure. things. So, but how did you? I like this back to how how did you know how far to go to push it? You and and the other members uh, of the cast. Did you guys discuss what the limits were? Because they're right. like, how does he not know something's going on when sure. at one point you help a young couple make love to each other by jumping on their bed. I do. I do. I help them soak, as they call it. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. So, great question. So Thanks. the idea... You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Man, Colbert cannot just stop talking. Yeah. He can't just let his guest talk for a bit. Why would you? I, it kills me. I mean, you know who was good at doing that? It was Conan. Conan is good at doing that. He, he lets their guests talk. and doesn't just fucking interrupt him every single sentence. Well, it's not called the late show with special guests. It's fucking late show with goddamn fucking dickhead. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. How the mighty have fallen. Mm. Um, now I can either, uh, we can either, Finish off this last uh, clip from the interview where he's talking about like, oh, you know, we don't, we weren't, our last intention was to actually prank this guy. Like, this is really just like a moral experiment. Like, we want to, like, see what happens, you know, how people uh, uh, navigate these moral mazes. Or we can listen to the scene from the, from the show where they actually talk about soaking. <laughs> I'll let you pick. Uh, I want to hear the soaking scene, honestly. <laughs> Everything's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit. Uh, I'm feeling kind of comfortable. I, I, she definitely wants to. Uh... She's definitely trying to sleep with you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I can't. We're not married. You know what I mean. So I, right. there's, I, I have, I do have rules. So this guy talking about his rules and not being married, he is one of the actors. He shows up for jury duty, gets sequestered. Uh, he was supposed to go on a trip to somewhere in South uh, Central America. Um, his girlfriend went with another uh, male friend that he didn't know. Long story short, he gets drunk, breaks up with her, all this shit. And um, now they're discussing like, oh, well, there's this other girl on the jury that really wants to have sex with them. And he doesn't know how to approach this situation. So he's discussing it with James Marsden and uh, Ronald, who is playing or who is, who is the actual, um, the real guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but Jeannie said, 
that some guy she went to college with told her about this thing called soaking. Do you guys, do you know what that is? Okay, so I, I can't, I can't in and out, like that's not, that's, that's penetrative pre, premarital sex. Like that's wrong, right? So, so soaking would be where I just put it in and then it's like, what if we were just kind of bouncing? Right, and it like wasn't me. Like what loopholes? Loophole, exactly. Yeah. What wait, if? Wait. So what if like somebody was like just freeze and sit still? I stay still. Right. Somebody else jumps on the bed because then it's it's not me. Bed is just going up and down. I mean that's 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 that's, that's so that's, wait. So right. you'll park the car in the garage exactly, and then someone else will have to come in and jump on your bed. I mean. Whatever happens to the bed, it's like I can't I can't really control that. God doesn't have to, you know, know know about that. I mean, I'm glad that you're making progress. For sure. How can we help, sir? Yeah, short of me being the person jumping on the bed. So I'm not gonna do that for you, man. No? No, I'm not If James if wants it, to go jump it, on the bed, I don't really want to. I mean, would you would you do that? Well well uh if Okay. Really? Yeah. I mean, no, no way. Long. Seriously? Okay. All right. Cool. Oh, real quick though, is she? No, I'm coming in. This is her idea. All right. This is gonna be awesome. Oh my god. Look. Good luck. Lord. <laughs> so when we meet up again on Monday, hopefully we hear closing statements. I say hopefully because I, who knows what's gonna happen at this point? There have been so many. Just weird, crazy things that have came up. There you go. Okay, wait, slow down. Okay. I mean, maybe this is common. I don't know, but I feel like this is, this can't be that common because just crazy stuff keeps happening. You want smaller or bigger jumps? Uh, smaller jumps. Wait, bigger jumps. Okay. No, smaller jumps, James, please. Okay, you're on the same page here. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> James, you're really jumping. Jumps. <laughs> These are really big jumps, James. Super excited to see what Monday brings at this point. So yes, uh, the art of soaking. <clears throat> Honored to have James Marsden himself. <laughs> I would be to, to soak my lady with James Marsden in the bed. I mean, come on, that's uh, you know. Well, the whole idea put that is, on your wall. Take oh, a picture. The whole idea is that you know it's not actual uh, copulation. It's the bed moving, of course. <laughs> this is okay in God's eyes. Right, right. I'm not doing anything. I'm just part of the wave, man. I, you know, honestly, if someone asked me that, I'd be like, are you talking about space, son? What's going on here? Where's the cameras? I'd ask <laughs> one thing and one thing only. How much? <laughs> Leaps and bounds, baby. <laughs> how much? What do you got on you? Ooh. Is it enough? Mm. Mm. These numbers I, suck. I think that, yeah, I think private browsing nails it. If there is a God, he's ashamed. <laughs> Just oh. do it, man. Yeah. Just, wait, hold on. Just do it, man. Just bang her. Please. Hmm. Yeah, it's written by the same people that brought you the office, if that's any indication. Uh, I've never heard of it. <laughs> what? Eh? Yeah, uh, I don't care. <laughs> now, 
let's uh let's maybe hear a little bit from Ronald Gladden, the man himself. I got uh, two clips from Good Morning America where they just gush all over this guy. And I want to right out the gate, I I feel for this guy because he's giving the same interview over and over and over and over. <laughs> Uh, poor guy. But uh, here's the Good Morning America. Plaintiff is going to make a closing statement. Something crazy was going to happen. We adjourn for the day. Here we are. How are you that psychic? Because this happens every day, Barb. This, <laughs> there has not been a single day that we've Barb. had that's just been smooth. There's always something crazy that comes up. <laughs> this is literally feels like reality TV. <laughs> Welcome back to GMA3. That was a clip from Amazon Freebie's hit new hilarious docu-style comedy, Jury Duty. Uh, yeah. The series follows this poor a fake bitch. jury of actors deliberating on a fake case. And everyone is in on it, except our next guest, who thought it was all real. The whole world this is ridicule porn. This guy. He is here to tell us. I know. I actually, I, I'm glad that you pointed that out, because I ended up pulling that. Uh... There's always something crazy that comes up. <laughs> this is literally feels like reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> wow no creepy mm-hmm. creepy these guys are dicks <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll uh, continue on all about it please welcome newfound star ronald gladden thank you, so much for being here. thank you for having me appreciate being here so you're not an actor no I, this was my first time ever being on camera what what did oh. you think was going on here <laughs> <laughs> so i was under the impression that i was signing up to be a part of a documentary you know we were going to explore the ju- the judicial process we were going to look at you know behind the scenes what happened in the, the deliberation room unbeknownst to me that everyone i was surrounded by was an actor and not at one point did you think okay wait a minute Something's going on. Oh, I thought that at multiple points. I mean, they got me on camera saying it. Like, I knew in my gut something wasn't right. But in order for me to, like, actually question this, like, that's such a crazy thought. It's much crazier than to think I was just surrounded by weird people, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You should come to work with me sometimes. (laughs) But I love them all. I love them all. (laughs) Cool, cool, man. Cool, 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 cool. He says it lovingly. He does, he does, he's just kidding. <laughs> in my left hand, I soak. In my right hand, I gaslight. Mm, I think they're soaking this man right now on air. Uh, let's. Uh, now we get to the actual praises because this guy, he's got a heart of gold, man. And I will say, like, given the scenarios and these absurd situations, like, th- there's one point where they actually drive the jury to. Uh, it's a civil law, or uh, excuse me, a civil case. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a employer suing a former employee. They end up traveling to the t-shirt factory where this accident took place. A bunch of merchandise was ruined. Um, but yeah, they take them on a field trip and like, which is really, it's it's too outlandish I, I at times. Um, but it, I I digress. We'll continue on. Uh, so you said you actually agreed to do this because you thought nobody would ever see it. <laughs> yes, that is true. Um, I was under the impression this was pretty low-budget production, and they really sold that fact, too, because I only ever saw four cameras in total. And then not to add to the realism, like they would have to shift them to different rooms. They'd say, hold on, guys, we've got to get set up. So, again, like I really didn't think this would be seen by people. And the actor, James Marsden, was an alternate juror. He was pretty conceited. You know, personality-wise, what was your impression of him, you know, in that setting? 
So initially when I met James, it was like a roller coaster of emotions, you know, because for one, it's James Marsden. I'm a huge fan of what he does, so I was very excited. Then when I saw the, the person that he was portraying himself to be, obviously I was disappointed, like to the point where there were days when I just couldn't be around him because he was just being so a bit obnoxious. too much. Absolutely, he was way too much. But <laughs> towards the end, once I, like, once I started believing that was really him, it broke my heart because I was like, man, this guy sucks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I gotta say, I gotta say, when I found out that's not who he really was, I was very relieved. Um, he's an amazing person. He's not at all who he portrayed himself to be. So what do you think about your a quick rise to stardom. I mean, people love you, and, and, and all of the ladies are like, I want someone like him. <laughs> oh uh, I'm flattered, oh and I'm my. honored, first of all. I do appreciate the attention, but again, like, I just, I never would have seen this coming in a million years. Yeah. We have to tell the ladies, too, he's much taller than he looks like yeah. on the, <laughs> really the docuseries. What the fuck? <laughs> Very tall. Thank you, and uh, good to see you, and the best of luck to you what as well. What a I'm fucking sure we'll meat factory this whole thing is. All right, and you can catch all of the episodes of Jury Duty it's available right now on Amazon Freebie, so show him some love. There's a, let me take this We back. have to tell the ladies, too, he's much taller than he looks like yeah. on the, <laughs> really the docuseries. <laughs> Very tall. Thank you, and uh, good to see you, and the best of luck to you as well. I'm sure we'll be seeing more of you. Thank you, I appreciate it. All right, and you can catch all of the... Uh, there was, I thought there was a part where the co-host was talk, just making kind of offhanded comments about his two female co-anchors. Might have missed it. Super awkward, super weird. He's so oh my tall. Goodness. So handsome. It's uh, it's just ridicule porn. It reminds me of um, Pete Best. You know who Pete Best is? Uh, the musician? Yeah. Uh, famous for being the original drummer for the Beatles. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So this guy was uh, the drummer for the Beatles between like 1960 and 1962, back when they were all in high school, basically. And... He he was a crap drummer, and the Beatles at the time weren't all that good. And then over two years, they got really good, and they essentially figured out that they needed a better drummer. So they dumped him, and they got Ringo Starr. And uh, they that was in '62, and then by '63, '64, I mean they you know they just went up from there. And Pete Best's whole career now is going on talk shows, like he went on Letterman, for example. And it's things like this where it's like, man, you really got screwed, huh? Geez, too bad you weren't part of the greatest band that ever existed because you're a shit drummer, huh, buddy? <laughs> Must Man. suck to miss out that bad. <laughs> so what was it like getting dumped by the Beatles, huh, buddy? Jeez. And Did that's it his sting? Whole life. So are you still, like, upset that you weren't the drummer for the greatest band of all time, or do you, are you, like, over it? Now tell us, is there, like, do you get any sort of special backstage accesses being a former drummer for the Beatles? <laughs> I think on the wiki it's like, oh, Pete Best finally uh, made peace with Paul during COVID. I was like, dude, just like a couple years ago, like, <laughs> holy shit, this guy is bitter. And then you, you you listen to his interviews, and he's like, I don't know why I was kicked out of the Beatles, and we all know why he was kicked out of the Beatles because he's not Ringo Starr. But <laughs> you know, damn. But you're I know, surprised it's by how ugly it gets. And so it's it's sad. It's just a it's a bummer of a de- <laughs> predicament to find yourself in. I don't think uh, Ronald's uh, uh, every interview wants to ask these same questions. Uh, case in point, the KFC radio show, uh, a video podcast in the poop tube, um, interviewed him for about forty five minutes, and I've got a, a 
smorgasbord of clips that uh, are all relatively short. And there was one particular section right at the very beginning where Ronald is talking about one of the benefits from being locked away for three weeks uh, during this trial. Any guess what it might be? Mm, 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 no. There have been people who have been the subject of pranks or social experiments. Like it's, it's not totally unique, but what you went through might be like, you're like the only person on the planet earth that can really speak to this experience because of <laughs> it, it occurred during the social media era. It's such a big hit. It was done with celebrities, all these good writers. Like, Blah, it really blah, blah, is blah, blah, blah. a very, very unique experience that I don't know if anybody else could really relate to. Yeah, I think people are blown away by the fact, too, that like I, they can't comprehend that I didn't have technology for three plus weeks. You know, yeah. like I keep seeing a lot of people like, well, then weren't you able to like, you know, get all of your friends and family on the weekend? It's like, no, dude, they took away everything. Like I didn't have my phone, you know, like that was not an option. That is that's the craziest part of the whole fucking story. Yeah. That people are just like, yeah, yeah all right. Like almost a month with no phone at all. That's yeah, great, addiction. I'd be like, let's mm -hmm. just skip all the proceedings. Like he's guilty. Give me my phone back. <laughs> <laughs> let's. I'm gonna pause it there for a second. Did you catch that? <laughs> We're gonna skip. play it back one, one last time. Just that last part. This is one of the co-hosts discussing uh, what would ha what he would say if he ended up being locked away for jury duty for three weeks without a phone. This is his response. Hey, all right, like almost a month with no phone at all. That's yeah. great, man. I'd be like, let's just skip all the proceedings. Like he's guilty. Give me my phone back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever it takes for me to get my... Good for you for being able... Were you like bugging out or are you one of those people who can disconnect? Honestly, dude, it was like one of the best breaks ever of my life. All right, so let's, oh. let's get through the trial so I can get my phone back. I got an extra scratch. <laughs> yeah. Who cares about justice? And then in the end, he goes, but actually, I loved it. And now he's uh, suffering the exact opposite reality where he's... Well, totally wrapped up in social media. The so the Ronald is the one that was saying that he loved being you know uh, separated from his phone mm -hmm. uh, for three weeks. The guy saying, "Hey, let's hurry up and get through this trial so I can get my phone back." Is yeah. is the co-host of the show of the podcast right. that's interviewing him? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Um, this sorry. The uh, we'll hear. Um, Ronald just kind of talk about being on this show and like w discussing how far they were able to push it before he would start to question what was happening. So they have me on camera saying like, this literally feels like reality TV. That was on day like 15, 16 or 17 of being sequestered. That's like way towards the end. That's when I was definitely being like, dude, this is just crazy. Like this can't be real. Yeah. On the third day, it was when we were coming in right after we got sequestered and everybody's bringing in their bag. So everybody's got to get checked at the metal detector. When we're coming in there, uh, me and James are standing in line and one of the security guards is getting fired because of the paparazzi that got let in. And so he's walking out and they're like, hey, dude, where are you going? And he's like, dude, they're, they're letting me go. And so they're calling people on the radio. They're like, oh, hold on, you know, take photos. They're handing like Genie the camera. They're like, hey, can you get our photos? They're posing with like the wands. And I turned to James. I was like, dude, I'm on fucking reality TV right now. I was like, there's no way that this is legitimately happening in this courthouse. And so we get through the line. Um, I ch check my bags in. James runs into the production room. He's like, dude, you guys, he said he's on reality TV. We got to pull back. So anytime that they would push the envelope too far, they would literally just pump the brakes for the next five or six hours and they would do nothing for the rest of the day. I feel like that would be more obvious than anything. It's like a lot of crazy, a lot of crazy, nothing, 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 a lot of crazy, a lot of crazy, nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah, that does seem odd. But at the same time, it's L.A. 
People are weird in LA. And I think I'm this assuming is, it's in LA. This is just one of those shows where the production screams, look how smart we are. We are so clever to have come up with this concept. Like, we can show you true, real Americana. The heart and, of America. And the assumption is, is that this guy won't figure it out. Right. Which, and they found somebody who they're like, this guy's a dupe, and we're going to dupe him. And, and the whole, you know, a hundred people's jobs are based on us duping this guy. Yeah. Now, one of the, uh, there's this whole uh, scene in the show where the jury goes to Margaritaville, and one of the characters Wasting is- Wasting away again. Yeah. And one of the characters is wearing a t-shirt that he found during the field trip uh, to the factory where this accident took place. And the shirt that he wears is a misprint, and it says Jorf, J-O-R-F. And there's this whole gag where they go to the restaurant- and there's a group of kind of haggard, grizzled, older white guys sitting there at the table with their super young, blonde hair, blue eyed kids. One guy's got a Reagan Bush 84 campaign Ooh. shirt on. And uh, this is I want that. This is the podcast host discussing the T-shirt, uh, the dwarf shirt. Well, I was thinking about like the, the best one where it could have been a fuck up. And it, it was at the uh, at the. The, not the field trip, but the, the Margaritaville. Mm. If when they were like, that's a white supremacist group. If you were just like, no, I know all of them. That's not one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> no, I've done my research. That's not one. <laughs> I don't know uh, if it's going to fly. I don't even know if you saw this, but uh, we sell a lot of stupid t-shirts here and I had them make me a, a Jorf shirt. And I was like, either you don't know what it is at all and you're like, whatever. Or you watch the show and you get it to joke, but you also might watch the show and think I'm making like a light of <laughs> white supremacy. So I don't know if I'm going to wear it out in public just yet, but for the fans who do know it, I'm like, yo, Jorf, here's the Jorf shirt. <laughs> Man, we should start this thing. They have a couple good ideas. <laughs> yes, the Jorf shirt is a dog whistle to a fake and made up white supremacist organization that shows up at Margaritaville. Uh, that uh, Ronald here ends up having to interact with. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we so got fabricate a like a fake mega group. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Which is kind of what they're doing with the real mega group in a way. But uh, yeah, I get you. Oh yeah, it's just part of the course, part of the playbook. Oh, look how this this is most definitely not ever been done before. This is truly trailblazing. Wow. Oh wow. How brave. How stunning. <laughs> She's. Beautiful and and brave and stunning and brave Ugh. and talented. Uh, I suppose you would like to hear what uh, Ronald felt when they made the big reveal. Yes. How did Ronald feel? I mean, I think everybody really wanted me to know that like the connections we made were genuine yeah. because like as they made the announcement to me, I'm sitting on up in the stand like as people are coming up and like hugging me and shaking my hand, like they're letting me know immediately that I do just so you know, like everything that I told you about myself and my past, that was all true. Like everybody was so quick to let me know, like, Hey, even though we were putting on a front, um, and this is something that people don't realize too, was that 
Because they were putting the charade on for so long, they couldn't afford to get caught up in small little lies that yeah, about something inconsequential. So yeah. they would tell me real things about themselves. So that way they wouldn't have to worry about getting caught up. So it's like, we genuinely did connect. So like, I actually know these people. That's cool <laughs> that you accept that. Cause we, I'm going to stop saying this because we've obviously just had these discussions before, but in TV, that is a thing that, that like a stereotype or, or a trope or a, a, a trick they use in, in telling stories. That always pisses me off. Like when there's a spy show, and it's like everything you've told me was a lie. Like, no, no, no. Our introduction was a lie. And then everything I told you afterwards yeah. was true. Yeah. Like everything else was real. Like the, it'll happen. The one I always think back of is uh, the Ryan, the, the Tom Clancy with Chris Pine, where his wife is like, like here nightly. Yeah, you're not It's like, everything's a fake. He's like, no, I'm, I, I have a different job than I told you. The yeah. rest of it's real. The rest of it is real. Interesting. And I, hmm. Because the best lies are wrapped up in 90% truths. Oh, yeah. That's what makes them so sweet. Mm-hmm. Until you get that you get that G spot. You get right in the... <clears throat> sorry. Oh, excuse. Um, so it's... I thought it was interesting that, uh, you know, because, like, I can never tell with... Uh, I mean, especially... Okay, let's back up here for a second. There's a lot of thoughts that just came to my mouth right there. First no. off, you've got Amazon, who is not making money off of selling stuff through their website. It's all through their data servers that they rent out to organizations, businesses. I mean, they account for a huge, uh, I guess, percentage of the web infrastructure, right? Mm -hmm. And they provide a lot of uh, resources to the Pentagon. That's known. That's a known truth. Huge contracts. And now Amazon is doing this television series where they're utilizing tactics where, you know, they got 90% truths to make it all that much sweeter. Uh, it was just, it was an interesting little um, nugget, I suppose. I don't have Amazon's any a creepy co uh, company now, you know, they're kind of the, the face of, of the new world order in a sort of way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All their vans driving around. You never know. One of those vans could just be a straight-up surveillance van. I, I went by an Amazon van the other day. It's making all kinds of strange noises. Who the fuck knows what's going on in there? You know what you should do? You should go and buy the Anarchist Cookbook off of Amazon. That'll make you feel better. Oh, <laughs> causing your own demise, eh, Amazon? <laughs> um, Selling the vandals the arrows, I see. Uh, you remember that one kind of weird, awkward, uh, part in the good morning America? They're like, Oh, you're so tall and handsome. Oh, wow. <laughs> After saying, uh, like he's not as short as you think he is on TV. Well, they kind of insulted him and then, and then, and then build it. They negged him. Booberry. They break him down and build him back up. Oh my goodness. Well, let's hear how these guys approached it. Um, are you single? Is that a lot? Am I allowed to ask that? Is that invasive? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've answered this a couple of times. I'd love to answer as many questions as I can, you guys, but what's the world without Enigma? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, man, you know, you're 6'6", you're, six, six, you're a good looking dude. You got clearly a heart of gold. The whole world knows you now. It would probably be a pretty fun time to be, to be Ronald right now. And, and if it's not, it's probably not a fun time for Ronald's girlfriend. <laughs> I'm having a good time. We will say that. I'm enjoying myself. 6'6 six, six and DTF.
Oh my. <laughs> Getting personal over here. Six six, man. Jeez. Um I'm gonna skip the next clip. They actually <laughs> funny enough, they're like, oh, you know, this Ronald doesn't want to be recognized because he doesn't want to go to all these various job sites that he has to maintain and get recognized by a customer and end up spending an hour talking with them about this show getting asked the same questions and one of the hosts ends up asking, Oh, kind of like what you're doing right now, talking to us for an hour about the same stuff. <laughs> very, uh, yeah. very surreal. I would imagine. For time loop. This yeah. is the life of an actor, by the way. Uh, he does self incriminate, which you don't have to do that. Ronald, none of these people are dressed like lawyers. Did you ever uh, say anything uh, that like, Cause you know, you are having real conversations and you're not thinking you're, I guess you are kind of aware you're on camera, but was there anything you were worried about? Not really. Um, cause truthfully I did censor myself cause I knew that I was going to be on camera and I mean, you can tell when I know when I'm on camera and when I'm not by the way that I'm talking, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, very yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, anytime I knew that I was on camera, I made sure to censor myself. It's the world we live in nowadays. Like everyone can take things so wrong so quickly. There's some words that, I used to use that are no longer flying yeah. nowadays, so I <laughs> made sure to censor myself. <laughs> oh, I wonder what it could have been. All right, now this guy's starting to sound a little spooky. And Junta says something in the chat. He says, you know, maybe Ronald's secretly a Vanderbilt incel, and this is how they're getting him to spread his elitist seed by making <laughs> him an overnight international sex icon. <laughs> Oh, that would be the life. International overnight sex icon. Hey, you know, television. That's what Snoop Dogg said. You get on TV and people want to touch you. It's just human nature. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of reverse these last two. Uh, we're down to the last two clips. Um, All right. But since you brought up that, uh, that point. You're going to play it backwards, you mean? I could probably figure that out, but uh, <laughs> I'll save it for next time. <laughs> um, the, the, this first one will wrap us up with uh, just kind of the quote-unquote hero's journey of Ronald and just his thoughts and emotions about his the whole arc. thing. Um, I will say in that unplayed James Marsden, Stephen Colbert clip, uh, James Marsden does specifically call out the production team's aim of creating a hero's journey for Ronald. So you got that sort of uh, extra push along with it. Um, but let's get into this last clip. Cause I, what my only note was fed, 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 fed. So on the day of the reveal, I think you can see it in my face. Like is disbelief at first, you know, because like, how am I supposed to believe that my entire world for the last three and a half weeks was fake because it was, again, this wasn't just the courtroom that was fake. It was oh, the hotel man. room that was put up. And, you know, Margaritaville was running out everywhere we went. You know, there were hidden cameras. Everyone involved was an actor. So I could not process that information on that same day. It was too much. It was sensory overload. You know, they're throwing tons of different stuff at me. So on the day of the reveal, the only thing I could do was just accept my reality for what it was. I just said, okay, this is happening. There's no point in fighting it because obviously I can't change anything. So I'm just going to kind of go with the flow. I'm going to get through the day. But when I went home that night, when I got in the shower, like it just, it just hit me, you know, I was like, oh my God, what the hell just happened? And to your point, like you said earlier, literally months and months down the road, I would just randomly stop and like, oh my God, that was fake. Or like, oh geez, I wonder if this was staged, yeah. you know, like you just, it would just hit me at random times. 
Yeah, that like people do that with their their regular life. You know? yeah. Oh, I should have said this, or you know, oh, I messed that up, or think about this like after the fact. I, I would be thinking about that for the rest of my life. <laughs> Are you still? I would be texting everybody in the group, everyone on the show. What about this? What about that? You guys still all talk? Oh, absolutely, yeah. uh, dude. I love everyone involved in this, and when I say everyone, that goes so much further beyond than just the cast that everybody saw. I'm talking about. Jennifer, the lady who mic'd me up every day. I'm talking about your audio technicians, your engineers, or whatever the name or their title is. I'm talking about the cameraman, J-Mac, uh, Chris Darnell, um, Parker. These are people I interacted with every single day, dude. This All guy's of them too, are phenomenal. Dude, Love them. You're a government plant. This guy is too good, man. It, 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 it's it's, it's too good to be true. Humanity. Yo, I, I just hope, you know, we don't find out, he, you know, he's like a serial killer with bodies in your basement or something. Right now, you're just, you're too good on paper, man. That would be awful if you, if it, if you end up getting the celebrity and you're like, damn, they're going to find out about that. Could killing. you imagine that? <laughs> yeah, ridicule porn. They will make porn out of anything. They will. <laughs> they will. Uh, wow. He, now, he does, uh, Ronald does kind of strike me as somebody that's dealing with minor PTSD. Uh, just being kind of in your day-to-day existence, and then you instantly get transplanted back to uh, these specific moments where you question what's what's going on. Um, You've participated in this charade. You're now famous for being in it. Yeah. It must be, yeah, exactly what you say, PTSD. Must be some trauma there. Yeah, obviously you're a serial killer. <laughs> are you a serial killer or a fed? I like how those are the two things. <laughs> Your pick. It's a fine line, if there is one at all. It's a Venn diagram. It's a Venn diagram that looks like a circle. <laughs> <laughs> You like that? You like that? I do. Danger, danger, danger. Uh, so that's that's about it for the actual jury duty uh, portion of of tonight's episode. Um, I you know like I don't know. It was kind of gross. I if you look in the uh, in the show notes, I actually have a picture linked. Um, and it's a view of the command room, the production studio where they're running this whole scheme <clears throat> and it's uh, the camera switches to that room uh, for the first time. Looks like I, a poor man's NASA. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and everybody's masked. No, like that. that's not true. That is, n- that is factually inaccurate. Not everyone. There there's are one, there's two, two people, <laughs> two people not masked, <laughs> but everybody else masked. And everybody has a different mask. I, I love that too. So it's not like, uh, you know, oh, everybody got there. You have to wear a mask. Oh, okay. Here's the generic one that we give everybody. No, everybody ha- brought their own and they're, they're perfectly happy with it. They must be and one producers. of them has even got his nose over it. Mm-hmm. The guy on the right. Oh my God. Oh yeah. And you know, there's people rocking the N95 as a little nose dirt booger catcher. Mm-hmm. Jacked halfway down. As it goes, I got a little triggered. I didn't even, I didn't actually finish the show. After I saw this shot, I was like, man, fuck this shit. I'm fucking I'm just like fucking, I just grumbled as I stormed out. You threw the Motu again. <laughs> fucking thing. Thing sucks. Uh, um, 
there is one thing that I, I only have the one clip about it, but I guess there was a Netflix show that did something very similar. And if you thought, if you thought that this show had its sort of strange beats and kind of ill intentions, just something doesn't sit right. Wait till you get a load of a show called the push. You know anything about this one? I don't know about the push. No. All right. So KFC radio ask Ronald the same question. Have you seen the push? Have you, have you heard of the show? The push? I don't think so. No. It is a Netflix show and it's comparable. It's not. Well, a, yeah, it's, it's an it extreme version of the social experiment thing. It's, it's one person who doesn't know that everyone else is an actor. Only it's not done in fun. It's done very mean. And what they do is they, uh, they, they said this cocktail party where they convinced this person who was working as a waiter. Uh, and they're that, that per, that's the person who's in the dark about the whole thing. They convinced them that they fed someone a food, some of the food allergy, the wrong thing. And they killed that person. And oh that person God. very important. For, and I forget all of this. It's but, a whole elaborate setup. And it, oh but ultimately Listen, is, it gets is crazier. The person that can catch them and expose them is upstairs later in the episode or in the, I think it's like a one hour and a half type show. And they're upstairs on the roof smoking a cigarette on their break. And they're like, everyone, the whole thing has been set up to this moment to get them to, as the title of the show suggests, push them. And they did it with a bunch of different people. And some people, the person who's the focal point of the show did not do it. But at the end, they start revealing that they did it a bunch of times and a bunch of people actually did push the guy off the roof. He was connected to bungees and there's a net below hand. And but like they, like they didn't know that in that they, moment, they, they, they pushed a fucking person off the roof. Stiff. Yeah, they thought, yeah. And then they're just showing their faces like, yeah, this is the guy. This that's, guy pushed him. That girl pushed him. And they're like, oh, my God, that's crazy. It's like, yeah. Yeah, that was attempted murder in yeah. my mind. You should go to jail. And then, but they had to sign it away like you did. And I'm just thinking like in, in your position as a, as a go with the flow guy, as we've seen so far, there's no chance you'd push somebody, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, first of all, like you said, attempted murder. I'm not trying to go to prison, you know, like, come on, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Jesus. You know what you get when you mix soaking and gaslighting? Uh, an electrical fire? Entrapment. Oh, God. Which is what that clip screamed of. I haven't seen this show. I'm not sure if I'm going to watch said show. Uh, that that disturbs me. I'm not sure how to feel about that. To make entertainment out of attempted murder and then to uh, put everyone in that position, it's just... It's Stanford psychology shit, man. Mm-hmm. It's MK Ultra type shit, you know? And then to film it, to turn it into entertainment, to put it on the interwebs for people's viewing pleasures, do you think Stripe's going to come through and cancel them? Do you think Stripe's going to say, sorry, Netflix, you created this show called The Push, where basically you make light of people sh shoving other people off of buildings. And <laughs> I mean, there was the bungee cord in the net, of course. Um, but yeah, you're not going to be able to use uh, our platform. Sorry. Uh, or MasterCard comes through. I've never like, even heard of the show. There's no outrage. Antifa isn't knocking their door down. I don't get it. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, so that's the only clip that I got about the push. Uh, 
it's, you know, maybe it's worth investigating a little more. Who's to say? Well, it's on our radar now. If, if anything new comes up, yeah, definitely. Um, Bring it to the forefront. And I think to maybe get us to the, to the hour, to midnight in the sewer, uh, sewer on the East Coast. Oh, I'm sorry, midnight in the sewer here. Eight more minutes. Ooh, very nice, very nice. I was turned on to a show that it was kind of eerily similar. Um, Make Heroism and Mary Kate Ultra actually turned me on to this. Fishtank.live. Have you seen this? Have you heard this? I haven't seen it. I haven't heard it. Uh, Fishtank.live is a pet project from the one and only Sam Hyde. Oh, uh, Sam Hyde, the serial killer. Yes. The mass shooter. Yes. Yes, that same. That same Sam Hyde. How can he possibly keep getting away with this? How can he possibly keep getting? How many mass shootings can you do? The fix is in, folks. So Sam Hyde's psychotic reality show. Yes. The fish tank? Fish Tank features eight contestants locked away in a house. Uh, I forget the actual duration, but it's all live streamed 24 seven with multiple cameras set up throughout the camera in every, every room, couple cameras in every room. Ooh, nice. Let me hit you with a trailer for it. One of my role models is uh, Jesus and probably Andrew Tate. The fish tank is a fully monitored smart house. You live in the walls. You control the action. If someone lied to me during the show, I would definitely talk to them. Um, Eight contestants. I'm fully vaccinated with two boosters. Left profile. Six moves. Not to be unironic, but that guy that we just heard from was kicked off of the show for publishing kind of pedo-related material that was available on Amazon. (laughs) It was on what on Amazon? Available on Amazon. You could order it. (laughs) available on amazon what the fuck it was like novels i didn't i didn't get too deep into it but there i I watched the clip of him he wrote literature yeah oh my god he was a real connoisseur of the stuff (laughs) uh so yeah there's clips of him getting kicked out of the uh off of the show on the the youtubes what do you expect from a vaxxer uh the guy at the very (laughs) beginning uh talking about jesus and andrew tate I think he was the one that had put a couple of holes in the walls in, in rage because Sam and his crew are doing things to actively antagonize people in order to get um, the viewers to, you know, uh, they're doing like talk to text boostergrams almost. This whole thing is ran off of their token system. So you buy oh, X, God. X amount of coins. And actually, I got some of the pictures uh, linked in the show notes you can check out. It's value for value. I like it. Uh, maybe I don't have the actual items on hand. Um, but yeah, you can like deliver stuffed animals to one of the contestants. Uh, you can get someone to come in and scream in the face of another one. Uh, there's a, there's a IRC chat that scrolls by. You can click through all of the, um, all of the different camera feeds. (laughs) Wow. This actually sounds very exciting. Uh, I'm sorry. Let's, uh, should finish this clip though. Left profile. Six weeks. We're definitely going to have to team up and then kick everyone out. I like cover my ears and start screaming and have like an autism meltdown. No privacy. I've been in over like a hundred fights. I could for real like scrap with anybody. No phone. The longest I've been without my phone, probably like a week (laughs) or two. We heard what you said. We know when you go to the bathroom. And one winner walks away with $10,000. 
This is Fish Tank. 10,000 that's hit? Mm-hmm. I don't think I have any it's questions nothing. right now. Uh, Ronald won $100,000 for his uh, correct choices on jury duty. Well, that's cool. I'm sure he also gets paid for every one of those TV appearances. And he probably has an agent now. I mean, that's kind of the weird thing about him not being an actor is that he must he must be an actor professionally. He must have an agent. Ten thousand dollars is nothing. That's what you get on Forge and Fire for like making a knife out of a you know an old tire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's not that much money. Ten grand, especially after taxes, it's like five grand. Five grand is enough to like square your bills away for a couple months. Well, and then divide that by six weeks. It's a little less than it's like nine hundred bucks a week. Yeah, that's chump change. I mean, unless you're living under a bridge, and it's a uh, from what I can tell, it's it. There's no telling when it'll be a twenty four hour onslaught. <laughs> I got a picture in here of the entity, a man dressed head to toe in a black morph suit with glowing red eyes that runs around a muck through the house. <laughs> mm, mm. Uh, well, you might as well. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, you might as well do it right. I I tuned in for a good portion of last night. I was checking it out. Uh, I recorded some stuff uh, live. I'm not sure how this will come. Um, I see. Come through. The jet. Boo, Burry Mothman. There you are. Yeah, this is true. Well, you have to get a season's pass to access the chat. Um, which I didn't do, but it was 40 bucks. I want to say, um, so, I mean, it's, yeah, it's all, uh, (laughs) it's set up and maintained by them from what I can tell. Um, it would be cool if it was opened up to the lightning network. I certainly seems like it could be done. Hmm. I mean, this is the cumulative work of a team of people. That's all it takes. Just takes a village. Um, Let's, uh, I'll play a little bit of this. Chris, you need have to do a paranormal investigation in the garage. That's one of the text, uh, or a type to text messages. Oh, okay. You're right. I should do a paranormal investigation out there. Have you done this before? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Have you found anything? Yes. A lot of things. The one that tried to kill me. I'm not fucking kidding either. I've been through, I've been to a fucking, uh, old famous mansion area. And we found like actual like heat signatures of ghosts hanging from trees. I'm not fucking kidding you. Yeah. I've walked into places and immediately heard "Get out!" be said to me, and I've been all fucking wrong. I've explored abandoned places that have been haunted, and let me tell you, you don't want to fuck around with too many ghosts. But Vance and I have fucking seen something out there, and I'm kind of open to go fuck with them and see what we'll find out. Let's go do it. I'd do it alone, though. Oh. <laughs> that kind of thing. I'm built different. If Letty wants to join, she can. But, oh, wow. Uh, I can't see safety. I actually would love to do something like that. Like, go looking for ghosts. Like, you want to do that? So fun. You want to do that? And then they <laughs> go looking for ghosts in the garage. <laughs> mm. This one does. Uh, it's bizarre. Um, it's very surreal. Very surreal. Uh, it's it's Big Brother, but twenty four seven from all angles uh, in every room. Um, Interactive. 
live, fresh. Someone did SWAT them at one point, uh, which is always exciting. Oh, someone sent the police over? Yeah. Well, that's uh, fun. Uh, following, <clears throat> excuse me, um, preceding that ghost hunting uh, discussion, um, the gentleman that was talking actually proposed to somebody in the room. And, oh, oh, yeah. oh. And, spicy, uh, spicy. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's just nonstop. I mean, there's furniture strewn everywhere, holes in the walls, holes through the uh, cabinet doors. I think the fridge has been broken several times. Mm-hmm. Because um, yeah. who needs a fridge? Yeah. <laughs> House full of people, they don't need a fridge. Um, I I have one last just uh, note about fishtank.live. Um, Stripe has banned them from using their platform. I know this might come as a, as a surprise. I'm so sorry. What is Stripe? Ah, well, let's, uh, well, I can, I can tell you. A payment processor, just so everyone knows, is oh, basically Stripe. Oh, the gateway okay. between mm-hmm. creators and, and merchants and getting paid. So if people pay with a credit card, you need to go through a payment processor to get paid as a merchant or a content creator. There are about three or four payment processors in the world. It is a virtual monopoly, uh, and they are all, this might shock you, extraordinarily woke and left-leaning. It's actually uh, one of the biggest, uh, most important things I need to do for the publica is uh, integrate both crypto payments and um, parallel economy this month, but uh, content comedian, um, lightning rod, um, boxer, um, reality show host, um, <laughs> sketch comedy guy, uh, Sam Hyde has been banned by Stripe, and uh, it looks like it's in relation to his new show, which is a, a huge hit, Fishbowl TV. Uh, I've been consuming the clips like crazy. They even have Airsoft Fatty on there now. Um, it, it's it's ridiculous. And it's not the first time that this kind of stuff happens. How can they keep getting away with this? Now, this guy's a, a, a menace to society. It, it must be fun. You know, we haven't gotten kicked off of any payment platforms yet. But what an honor. Yeah, I mean it's 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 just a old corroded band aid that has to be jacked off. <laughs> hey, you control the money, you control the world. So I'm I'm definitely I'm entertained by what I've seen. I'm not sure I could. It looks fun, actually. It looks interesting. It, it's not a bad idea. This is what the internet is for. It's uh. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely would love to see a podcasting version of this to some capacity. I don't know what that would look like, but I don't know what that would look like either. I think the the video element definitely is important with this formula, but uh, who knows? Yeah. I think the closest we ever got was the uh, Nashville meetup. <laughs> yeah, you just have an ongoing thing of people coming and going. Um, yeah, I think that I'm going to, I'm going to close it there. I, in this video, the dude ends up t- 
talking about going to Parallel Economy, which is a outfit that Timmy the Pool Boy utilizes and seems to like a lot. And, uh, you know, somehow Parallel Economy still accepts MasterCard. So MasterCard could come and say, we don't want this person to be able to accept MasterCard. So you got to pull them off of your platform or we'll, uh, we'll pull your access to MasterCard transactions. You can get fucked. Yeah, yeah. So it's just Big more, deal. more and more of the same nonsense. Hmm. This m- is our credit system. I want to wash my mouth out with some uh, screen mails. <laughs> Let's see who's called in. 612-263-7999. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank you for having behind the schemes. I mean, you know, that's a bigger that's a bigger thing here, right? Right. right. So uh screen, 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 screen. Yeah. It's been a dope week actually. Uh that docs and stuff, just somebody going through some stuff and then it's impacting others and trying to make sure you're taking care of the others and, and whatnot, uh while the other person's getting proper attention and whatnot. So uh yeah. But uh, just one of those, like, praying for everybody and uh, making sure you're just checking in with people and, and loving on people and making sure uh, everybody's getting taken care of, you know, and uh, just, just doing it. And I was telling somebody the other day, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, life doesn't just stop for something, you know, and you got to just keep on going. No, whatever, no matter the circumstance, you know, you can kind of pause and, you know, I guess, like, lick wounds or whatever and, re- and do a little reflection. But, uh, yeah. Beyond that, you just gotta, you know, make sure the basics are at least taken care of. And, uh, you know, some people gotta get, you know, they still got routines and stuff like that just to kind of keep things. So, yeah, it's been a, been a kind of crazy last week and looks like it's gonna still be the same for a bit. So, just a little bit of like, ah. Oh. And, you know. Shed some tears and go back to smiling and just keep on going, you know? So, that's that, man. It is that. So, all right. Well, love you guys. Appreciate y'all. That dangerous. And, uh, you know, no matter what's going on, give a big old good. Oh, well, you too, color. The, co- the colors. <laughs> oh, I stepped on it. I'm so sorry. I'm so- I didn't mean to step on it. Uh, his screams went so high they went through the stratosphere. It couldn't be caught in a in a corporeal form. They're just gonna keep going and going, and a hundred thousand years from now, it'll be broadcast or picked up on some uh, uh, alien child's broadcasting radio device. And be like, "This is it! All this other gibberish coming from Earth—I don't understand, but this." I understand. Yes. Stop and tend to the wounds, Collar. Yes. Kind of like roses. Uh, you got to sit there and savor them. Yeah, especially when that thorn gets right in your fucking arm when you're trying to pick some flowers, you know? The thorn gets right in there. Every thorn has his rose, Collar. Thank you for calling. And we appreciate it always. Comrade Christopher Battles. The one and only. Uh, let's see uh, what this next caller has. Hi. Oh, wow. Call behind the schemes and leave a screen mail. 
It's one six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. Wow. Downloaded. Uh, that's one for the books, <laughs> folks. Thank you. Thank you, caller. Uh, you are now a producer. Thank you. It's that easy. It's really quite simple. That's mm, uh, almost elementary, my dear. Mm, my dear Watson. Uh, 133. I'm sorry, 153. That's episode 153 next week. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, 153 in the hot pot. Um, it won't be long. Let's, uh, Should we save some for later? Oh, yeah, we got plenty. Oh, yeah. I like having plenty. You sh- we can use a few more, though. Give us a call. Uh, it's quite easy. Toll-free number, 612-263-7999. And you can text us as well. And I got your tape ready. Who are we looking at for tonight's intermission? It's a little beefy tonight. I think it's about 1444. Sweet. And uh, it's all legit. Oh, Hope yeah. you enjoy. If you want to go to the show notes, zosuscorner.substack.com, and you can find it all there. It's listed. Listed, brah. We'll be right back after this quick intermission.
getting home Anywhere you wanna go
Drop the hammer.
now return to Behind the Schemes. Starring Booberry, Berry, 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 and Lavish, 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 Lavish. Welcome back to second, second half of show for episode 152 of Behind the Schemes. That's right. Episode 152. It's currently May 15th, 2023, at least here on the Bereft Coast, where it is currently 1023 p.m. But uh, over in the Central Coast, I believe it's May 16th, uh, midnight 23, which means over in the East Coast, it's 123 in the morning. And that was, uh, that, you had some really baller tracks in that uh, intermission. Kalina was that first one starting us off by Sam Means. And Sam then, uh, Means, as we mentioned earlier, yes. Uh, 80 Deaths in 8 Days. Paul Birkin, a.k.a. The Tone Wrecker. Uh, but this one was uh, Paul Birkin and the Dirty Party Snakes. Oh, my. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, in the show notes, you can see the album there. The album is uh, Broken Screens and Blind Machines. With a great bit of art there with 3D, if you didn't uh, notice that, Booberry. I did not. I ought to circle back and check that out. Let's get the 3D uh, album art. Let's see. Let's see here. Check that out, and then I'll say that the third song was uh, Rusty Butthead by Old Rusty Gates, uh, the uh, <laughs> the band that is just tearing up the streams right now in the in the P2.0 space. Oh, that second track uh, is No Time to Borrow. Uh, off of the album? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how Wave Lake uh, split it up, um, hmm. but the well, the second song there, yeah. All right, uh, eight, eighty days and eighty deaths in eight days by Paul Birkin, Rusty Butthead by Rusty Gates, and uh, Leave No Traces by Jawbone was that last track. Ah, oh, I see the three three D art there. Yeah, very cool. Oh, it's, it's almost it's got that um, CMY sort of off offset printing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it, it's a uh, it, it's a uh, shade BTS. I must say myself. And uh, all these tunes were courtesy of LN Beats and the Podcast Index. And I thank you, Booberry, for pointing me in the right direction and uh, allowing me to uh, to know where to go in the RSS feed to pull the right information and and be part of this. It's a very interesting thing to be part of. No doubt. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited. I think once, uh, once they get it figured out for doing it live, that that'll be a game changer as they say. (laughs) It's, uh, it's, there's a lot to be excited about, I think. And I got some, uh, producers here credited for tonight's episode that I think everybody's going to get excited for, uh, we had quite a few people come through and, uh, right off the top, just because I didn't get a chance to add it to the notes, uh, as this donation came in after we started, uh, we had Vox coming through for $10. Whoa, Vox right on, right on, right on. And happy news. Complex candor is now a boostable podcast and 2.0 show. Congratulations, Vox. Yeah. All right. It's another show on the No Agenda Network. If you catch it, Vox, uh, with her co-host doing a Complex Candor. Sam and Vox. Yeah. Sam and Vox, that's right. And there it is. I see the uh on the podcastindex.org website when you search Complex Candor, it's got the uh Albi address set up there. Very cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, Vox. Uh you have a wonderful voice, by the way. If you want to give us a call, 612-263-7999. 
We would love to hear from you. Uh, and then we had, uh, who else? Uh, C. Brooklyn came in with a donation for $6. C. Brook. You know him. You'll love him. He's famous. Yes. World famous. Thank you. C. Brooklyn 112. $6. Very Satan-y. And there was one last donation that came through uh, earlier today for $12, and there was a note associated with it, uh, with uh, a big old sharing of good news. Greetings, gentlemen. Mr. Ed here. I just donated twelve uh, $12 to your novel cause. <laughs> <laughs> novel cause. I like that. I've missed the last few shows since I was making the necessary adjustments for parental life. Aw, yeah, that's right, yeah. mofos. Uh, since April 18th, I am a father. Uh, just two days off, but you know, what can you do? As always, I wish I could donate more than I do and hope, uh, we get the opportunity later to talk about the antichrist and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Don't threaten me with a good time. Uh, Great show. And thank you for all you do. Love and respect. Well, thank you, Mr. Ed. And congratulations. Welcome, Mr. Ed Jr. To the show. Yes. That's awesome. Lots of babies going around. You know, I, I've got a new nephew. I think I told you that already. It's about a month old now. And uh, he's adorable. It's so nice to have cute babies around. I'll tell you. Uh, who else? Oh, we. Um, I did miss this one from last week, but Servo, uh, I think in the second, second half of show, he went over to the shop dot behind the schemes.com website and bought himself an enamel pin that Mary Kate Ultra and Make Heroism did up for us. Mm-hmm. Beautiful pins. And we got an open payment uh plug-in on that website, so he sent in $36 for that pin. That's very kind of you. That was not the minimum, and uh, we appreciate that. Thank you, Servo. Uh we also had Captain Oblivious. He did the same thing. Uh, he went over to shop.behindtheschemes.com, picked himself up a pin, and sent in $25 for it. 25 bonds. 25 bonds. Well, thank you. The good captain. Yes. Oh, I'm glad I'm glad you caught this. Uh, <laughs> the new uh, redirect. Yes. Uh, big thanks. Uh, we mentioned bts.lol on last week's show, and Lone Wolf came in and hooked us up with a website redirect. So if you go and type in simply bts.lol, that will redirect you to our website. And I think it's a great, I I think it's simple. It's clean. I'm going to use it. I think it's a wonderful gift. So thank you so much, Lone Wolf. That is producership right there. High quality, high octane. That is high octane producership. That is the good stuff. Top shelf, sir. So thank you. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, I suppose, uh, see, okay. Well, we can thank Matt Bigelow again. Yes. Uh, and be sure to listen back to last week's uh, episode. Uh, so you can check out that music, uh, beekeeper that he had just recorded. Uh, nice. Yes. Musician, all around great guy. Japan. What? W U T. Check it out. Um, before we get into the boostograms, I just Wave Lake, it's just showing me um the sats coming in via Keysend, which is the uh coming in from Curiocaster. 
and it was quite a few people. Um, I'm just going to rattle the numbers off real quick. I wish I could um, attribute them to somebody, but it just says via key send. Um, we had 29,071 sets, uh, 23,086, 84, 170, 209,000 sats. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 96, uh, 46,085, 853, 71, 72, 3,852, 86, 31,350, 86, oh one sat, 500, one sat, one sat, uh, 3,135, and 374. Well, thank you, Anon. Very yes. gracious of you. Yes. Very gracious of you. Humbles a man. It's crazy, man. Like, you think about how long it would take for uh, Spotify to pay out anything like that. I mean, it's, I think it's 0.005 cents for every stream or something real crazy. Yeah. I mean, anybody questioning the system, the proof is in the pudding right here. We are. We are doing better than we would be doing if we were going through the usual Chanel's. Mm-hmm. This is downright fantastic. So thank you, man. Or a group of anons. Uh, but some people who are most definitely not anonymous are tonight's boosters. Indeed. And boosting for anyone who doesn't know, by the way, is just a micropayment of uh, Bitcoin of cryptocurrency. And uh, you can send in a boost at any time. As a matter of fact, you can send one in during the show, and it will rattle off, uh, you know, a little trigger, a little sound effect for you. Uh, you go ahead to the boost, and I'll, I'll cook one up and, and show people what I'm talking about. Well, six days ago, we had an anonymous boost for 1,000 sats through CurioCaster, boosting uh, episode 151, The Writing on the Lawn. And then we had Chad Farrow coming through CurioCaster as well for 3,333 sats. And I think... Those gentlemen uh, are boosting the songs, but I'm not sure because I don't have a uh, timestamp in Helipad. Uh, we had 8888 from Pfeiffer, uh, that is a boost to GIMP, saying, hanging out with the GIMP for my morning after listen. Oh, the uh, the morning after is always a little more painful. Thank you, Reverend Doctor. <laughs> We had 6666 from C. Brooklyn. That was, by the way, the booster guy just did that. I sent in 6666 sats, and I just uh, super smashed a goat. Mm. It's sprayed. Yeah. It was actually the first blood slaughter of the evening, I believe. It's uh, good. There was one one during intermission. I heard it. Oh, that's right. That's right. My bad. I did hear it. It had the smash. Wow, man. What a great project. Yeah. We had 33. Drop the hammer. Speak of the devil. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Three goats dead now. Oh, yeah. There's a long line of corpses. We've got a whole ranch full of them, people. We had 333 from Chad F. Uh, I'm sorry, 6666 was from C. Brooklyn saying V for V music. Oh, yeah. C. Brook was getting in on those splits. Uh, we had 333 from Chad F. Boosting uh, the last episode. I think that's another music boost. 
Um, and then we get into tonight's, and we had 11,111 sats from Clip Custodian. The Clip Custodian himself. I just saw that he was uh, signing up over at Spook.Social. Very exciting. Welcome. Glad to have you. Welcome. Glad to have you. Yeah, he rattled off a few during the uh, the pre-show, I think, a, a couple of uh, one, two, three boosts. Oh, I see it. Uh, 22,222 from Clip Custodian again. 33,333, and then wraps it up with 44,444. Oh, man, he counted it off. What? (laughs) That's nice. About about to blast off NASA style. I mean, that's one of the gnarliest, dopest boost combinations anyone could ever ask for. That's fantastic. Oh, and then you know what he does? He brings it back on the one. 11,111 sats through... Curio caster. Clip custodian. It's just like James Brown. He's always bringing it back to the one. This is true. Ballin'. Can be proven in the court of law. We have the receipts, people. We have the, we have the, we got the documents. We got the documents, people. Combination of MacArthur, McCarthy and Alex Jones. Maybe the perfect human being. McCarthy, but with more highlighter. (laughs) A little heavier. Uh, we got. Or, I'm sorry, more muscular. <laughs> we got one, two, three, four, five from Bully Steed because she is a good boy. Bully, Boosty Steed, Dame B, thank you, madam. Just went to bed. Good night. And she said, Peter Boost just saw the show notes. Uh, green heart, kiss emoji, dolphin. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the good stuff, people. For a good, clean feeling, no matter what. Mm, no matter what. Uh, and Bully Steed is a big, big fan of the GIMP. This is also very provable. We have the documents. 8888 sat through Fountain saying, you maniacs, episode 152. (laughs) (laughs) You maniacs. Thanks, Boosty. Servo, of, of always, 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 is a very good boy indeed. And he was boosting one, two, three, four, five through... Podverse on tonight's uh, live episode. Oh, Podversen. All right. Thank you, Servo. He's uh, one of the patron saints of the green room. Uh, 6666 from Clip Custodian again, because uh, he couldn't leave those goats alone. Nope, nope. Hard to do it. Uh, and then I see the two from you, 8888 and 6666, both through Fountain. Indeed, I wanted to zap the gimp and I wanted to slaughter a goat just for good time's sake, you know? Oh, yeah. Just, be- just because we're up here doesn't mean we can't participate in the slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> bam, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, and then uh, Clip Custodian wraps us up with 6666. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Clip Custodian, again. Big baller tonight. Clip Custodians are big baller tonight. Most, most indefinitely. Indefinitely? Most indubitably. <laughs> most inevitably. Invariably. Yes, but thank you everybody for uh, just all of the continued support and always reaching out and uh, just finding new stuff, new crazy cool stuff to do along with us. It's quite the ride. It's a blast and it uh, wouldn't be uh, nearly as, as fun or as progressive as it is without the support of a lot of different people out there. And that includes people just hanging out in our chat room. We do have a chat room, of course. We're live every single Monday night. And you can find our chat room, hashtag green room, 
on IRC, uh, irc.zeronode.net. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can just go to our show notes, zososcorner.substack.com, and you can click on the link and get in the chat room there. Send them out in the streets to tell their friends how wonderful it is to be scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> the price is wrong, bitch. Wow. <laughs> My goodness. One of those late night shows. One of those late, late night shows. Indeed. Not safe for air. No air here. Mm-mm. Just blood. Just bountiful blood. Mm. If you have a scheme, aren't you scheming? Um, let me see. Do you want to do one screen mail and then, uh, perhaps, uh, we'll get into your section. Yeah, sure. I'll do one scream. 612-263-7999. So no real topic. I just wanted to say thank you so much to Booberry for, um, taking the time to type out that whole tutorial for me so that I could get my LV wallet on my website for my podcast. Yeah. That was very kind of you. Thank you very much. And for that, I got a scream. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> uh, not Happy a, screams. Not a problem, Vox. Uh, here's a little. Here's a little extra banjo karma. Mmm. You've got the golden puzzle piece. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! It was my pleasure. Um, anytime. Definitely game to help wherever I can. That's awesome. That's awesome. I jumped the gun. I, I requested a Fox VM and it was already there. So thank you, Fox. Six one two two six three seven nine 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 is that telephone number you can call. Leave us a screen mail. Uh oh. Is Better that warm guitar? up the orchestra? <laughs> save there or did he i'm not seeing it what a guy what a guy wow well we've got plenty of blood for carolyn to lick up (laughs) (laughs) 
$10,000 bill. <laughs> oh, man. So much blood everywhere. There's blood in my eyes and my ears and my mouth. <laughs> and my soul. Oh, God damn it. Is this how you do it in the green room? You're supposed to lick the blood, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. This yes. is true. This is very true. Yes. Very incredibly true. We got to rack. It's good for you. It's full of iron. We got to rack this up. Let's see. Vornosuro, 17. 17? The madness. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can do things and I can handle things in my mind that other people can't even dream of. Yeah. 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 Man. Pitar rose to the top. He's the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Oh, my goodness. Pitar, our rock. <laughs> and uh, the the most terrifying figure known to goat kind. It's madness, I tell you. Congratulations. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Servo, I think, put the goat back together. This is what our records are indicating, yes. Ah, uh, Servo, he, he gave a, a mercy bit. Sorry, Pitar would never dream, never dream of saving a goat. <laughs> <laughs> I have come for one task and one task only, to end the goats. I don't know who I am. I don't know why I'm here. All I know is that I must kill he looked upon that field of goats and was like, these numbers suck. I got to reduce this. Mm, it's too high. <laughs> the amount of goats is too damn high. Simply can't stand for this. Can't stand for it. We live in a society. Oh, Where my God. Thank known you, knowns and known unknown dead goats. And then there are known unknowns that we know that we don't know. Thanks, Remy. What a guy. Steve Carell playing him in the Christian Bale uh, Dick Cheney movie Vice was, I think, well casted. I don't think I've seen that one. You haven't seen Vice? Okay, that's on the list. I think it already is on the list, honestly. But that's a that's a good one. Christian Bale worked for like a year and a half with a makeup team so that his Dick Cheney makeup would be perfect. Oh he yeah, he put on a bunch of weight for it too, right? He put on a little weight. Yep. And Sam Rockwell was George Bush. Steve Carell was uh, Rumsfeld. It was fantastic. And then the lady from uh, that alien movie was his wife. Uh, forget her name. Amy Adams. Uh, which alien movie? Uh, oh God, I'm just going to look it up. Vice cast was, oh, Jesse Plemons, that guy's everywhere. Oh, she's not showing up here. Well, it doesn't matter. Hmm. I would watch that. I like Sam Rockwell a lot. It's a good one. Nice. Very well done. Cheney did 9-11. It's great. Oh, facts, yeah. people. Facts. Facts, people. <laughs> Look at the scoreboard. We're winning, okay? No, we aren't. Um, we're all losing. This is what it looks like to be on top. <laughs> you know who was truly on top, Booberry? Mm. Uh, was it that dude in the soaking clip? Uh, in the eyes of God, no, no, <laughs> no, 
In all of our eyes, no. That poor bastard. Improv groups. <laughs> no. The man who truly was a giant of all of mankind and isn't really well known is a great emperor from antiquity that maybe you've never even heard of. Ooh. That's right. But he, he had a lot to do with a lot. You ever heard of Justinian? I have not. Justinian the Great, Justinian the First, one of the great 6th century Eastern Roman Empire leaders. Uh, at a time when the Roman Empire was fractured and barbarians were uh, rampaging across the lands, the old ways of ancient Rome were trying to be kept alive uh, in the east, in the great city of what they would call Constantinople, uh, also known as Byzantium. Justinian, he was a hell of a guy. Uh, you, you know about vandalism, right? Uh, the art of tearing some shit up. That's right. You know what vandalism was named after? I would imagine the Vandals. The Vandals, this is correct. You are correct. And do you know how long the Vandals were around bugging people? 1,200 years. Basically. Nice. Yes. A long-ass time. <laughs> Not long enough. <laughs> but you know who fucking ended their ass once and for all? Was it Justinian? You goddamn know it was Justinian. It was that motherfucker. Crush the Vandals for life. Yeah. And now we just have to deal with rioters. Dip their heads in buckets of pine saw, mopping the floor with them. I love it. That's right. Crushed them. He did all kinds of things. I mean, we could do a whole episode just on Justinian. He, uh, he was what uh, 4chan would call a very based leader. Uh, he, for one thing, was very hard on uh, abusing women. If, if you abused your woman, if you, if you committed rape, if you did anything like that, you were put to death. Uh, if a woman uh, was widowed and her husband her husband died, then she could get her dowry back. Uh, there were all kinds of laws that he put in, into place that protected women. So in that way, I think he was pretty based. Uh, but there were a lot of other things he did. Killed the vandals. He was the sleepless emperor, they called him. A really, really cool guy. And uh, very unconventional. He, he had a mistress that he made an emperor. Her name was Theodora. She's very famous. And that was very uh, controversial at the time. But the reason I bring up Justinian is that he had one enemy in particular that he never defeated. No matter what, no matter with all the resources. And this enemy was lingering right outside the walls of his very city for 50 years. 50 years! Do you know who this enemy was? I don't, but that number sounds too damn high. It's way too damn high. Could you please play Whale One, the purple? The waters surrounding Constantinople in the middle of the 6th century were home to such a monster, one that we actually know existed. Its name was Porphyrios. Theodora, empress of the Roman Empire at this time and wife of the Emperor Justinian, did not care for Constantinople, much preferring the nearby town of Huron, where a small palace was located. Getting there, however, was treacherous because it meant sailing along the Bosporus Strait and attracting the attention of Porphyrios. So what was this beast? This was a whale which, for whatever reason, swam into the Mediterranean from the Atlantic and then made its home in the Black Sea and the Bosporus for about 50 years. It's estimated to have been approximately 45 feet long and 15 feet wide, 
or about 14 meters long and 4.5 meters wide, and it is not entirely certain where the name of the whale came from. And, apparently, much like the modern-day activity of whale-watching, locals occasionally attempted to go and see it, except in these particular instances, there was every chance that the whale attacked the ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this whale is here to ruin your day. This whale is here to ruin half a century. This whale was a dick, and he was around for a very long time, uh, according to the histories written by Precipius, who wrote uh, volumes of the history of the wars. He was a guy who followed around one of Justinian's generals and was a first-hand witness to a lot of very important historical occurrences. And he wrote uh, a lot on a lot of different stuff. And one of the things he wrote on was this guy, the Great Whale. They call him the Purple Whale. Uh, this is Precipius. Uh, I will read from the from his text, from the thing he actually wrote. This is pretty old. This is written in the 6th century. It was at this time also that the whale, which the Byzantines called a Porphyrius, was caught. This whale had been annoying Byzantium in the towns for 50 years, not continuously, but disappearing sometimes for rather long intervals. It sank many boats and terrified the passengers of many others, driving them from their course and carrying them off to great distances, which in and of itself is very dangerous. It had consequently become a matter of concern to the emperor Justinian to capture this creature, but he was unable by any device to accomplish this purpose. But I shall explain how it came to be captured in the present instance. Can you uh, guess right now, Bureau, how it was caught? Was it a giant net? Mm, good, good guess, good guess. Hmm. No, the downfall of this mighty creature came as many great uh, are downfallen, not by an external enemy. <laughs> Tax evasion? <laughs> <laughs> Even in the 6th century, you couldn't hide from the IRS. <laughs> Syphilis? <laughs> Dysentery? <laughs> yeah, the the uh, the whale died of dehydration. <laughs> uh, the whale had information that could lead to the arrest mm. of certain, oh, yes. certain unnamed political figureheads. Uh, the whale should have never taken that small aircraft. Yeah, I'll teach you to investigate uh, Arkansas. No, no, it... It brought about its own demise, Booberry. It brought about its own demise. <laughs> the yeah, uh, the whale gets out there. He's like, you know what? Maybe we should like just like love one another, you know? And just <laughs> and then he got the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> we got him, boys. We got we got him, boys. Move in, move in. We have eyes on target. No, no, no. I, I don't no, know. No, no. How, how did they catch him? It's a, it. It they did uh, they he brought it about on himself. Sometimes our greatest enemies are ourselves. Ourselves. I will continue reading from the texts. It happened that while a deep calm prevailed over the sea, a very large number of dolphins gathered close to the mouth of the Exune Sea, and suddenly they saw the whale and they fled wherever they could. But the most of them came in near the mouth of the Singarius. 
Meanwhile, the whale succeeded in capturing some of them, which he swallowed forthwith. This guy's swallowing dolphins whole. (laughs) And then, I know, fucking (laughs) awesome, badass. And then, either still impelled by hunger, he was still hungry, or by a content... Oh, Piranesi had to give us the good boy. Purple porpoise pirapism. Which pirapism? Damn. Say it was five words, boy. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Names words where I'm from, boy. You are a dead boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy oh was God. naughty, naughty, naughty. Uh, either still impelled by hunger or by a contentious spirit. This guy was just a dick. It continued the pursuit no less than before until, without noticing it, it, it it's had itself come very close to the land. And there it ran upon some very deep mud. And though it struggled and exerted itself to the utmost to get out of it as quickly as possible, it still was utterly unable to escape from this shoal, but sank deeper still into the mud. Now, when this was reported among all the people who dwelt round about, they had straightway rushed upon the whale. And though they hacked at it most persistently with axes on all sides, even so they did not kill it, but they dragged it up with some heavy ropes and they placed it on wagons and found its length to be about 30 cubits and its breadth 10. Uh, I'll get into how big that is later. Then... After forming several groups and dividing it accordingly, some ate the flesh immediately, while others decided to cure the portion which fell to them. Sound like little ants. Yeah, just crawling all... Like when you see ants on a big uh, uh, bug, just rip it apart. Yeah. That's what happened to to poor old uh, Porphyrius. Porphyrius. Uh, let's play the second clip. I believe it has some more information. Whale 2, please. There are two ideas for exactly what kind of animal Porphyrios was. In this video, I have been saying that it was a whale because identifying Porphyrios as a sperm whale, due to the apparent size and temperament of the creature, makes the most sense, as well as the color of its skin. It would be possible to misidentify shades of gray as shades of purple, especially in the water, But you should be aware that there was another argument which says that Porphyrios was actually an orca of unusual size. Oh, a huge killer whale. Because orcas are the biggest dicks of all the whales. Yeah, they don't fuck around. They don't fuck around. Uh, It would have to be pretty big. And and the idea is that this name came from Byzantine sailors. They named it after what they, I I assume, is its color. So... uh, the sort of <laughs> the sort of translation leads itself to be known as a uh, purple boy. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James Allen Stewart in 96 said that porphyra meant a deep purple color in Greek and porphyrios might've had a dark wine colored skin. Uh, just simply meant purple perhaps. So yeah, purple boy, which is a, a nickname, it just goes to show they've been nicknaming animals for ever and ever and ever. And then that whole purple regal royal connotation as well. You know, this mm-hmm. guy certainly planted his flag into the water um, and was <laughs> tragically met his demise at the uh, <laughs> at the cunning of mud. 
Yeah, at beaching himself, but not after having one hell of a run. Yeah. And in the waters of one of the most prestigious and important cities of the ancient world and with one of its mightiest leaders in power, this this whale couldn't be beat. This guy had a slew of some of the most famous generals of antiquity, some of the most famous admirals, and they never could get this son of a bitch. It was his own mud that got him in the end. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> a tale that reverberates through the eons, Booberry. It's funny how it just keeps kind of playing on repeat. Yeah, it doesn't repeat, but it rhymes, you know? Uh, I thought you might get a kick out of the old uh, the old whale there. I've got some nice images of uh, different whales. It's a real and- live Moby Dick. I mean, I guess without the actual, like, well, I guess it was Jonah that lived inside of the well. Moby Dick just, uh, he, uh, yeah, obsessed about him. Moby, well, they fought him. It is a Moby Dick tale, you know. Uh, they this whale was going around harassing ships, and everybody was pissed. I I feel that Justinian was was Captain Ahab in this situation. He was like, "Damn whale, I'll get you." But then he was like, "Oh wait, actually, I need to go kill all the vandals instead." And then he'd go and do that. So many priorities. <laughs> got to keep them straight. If you want to yeah. be, if you want to be an effective leader, you got to keep your priorities straight. Abs- Rule number one of being emperor: first things first. Okay, first things first. Pay yourself, and then move forward. Ah, perverse. Yes, you can check out all that. That's in the show notes. Zososcorner.substack.com. On top of that. I also uh, found something interesting I thought you might find interesting. I think it's very interesting. You know of the great Texas Slim. Yes, you may have heard of him. You may have heard of him. If you haven't heard of Texas Slim, Texas Slim is a rancher, and he is a founder of the Beef Initiative, which is a trade group that is working on decentralizing and localizing food through quality animal production and through sound money. His whole uh, idea is that he's trying to secure food chains and he's trying to uh, put the power in the hands of the people and also of the ranchers and the people who make the food. Uh, Texas Slim, by the way, this is moving on from the whale. This has nothing to do with the whale. The whale part's over. We're now going on to Texas Slim. Yes, the famous whale rancher. (laughs) The whale rancher. We're talking about high quality whale meat that you can order with Bitcoin. (laughs) <laughs> oh well i just gave away a million dollar idea for free yeah in the air. so long go. exit strategy <laughs> so long whales Ugh. objects <laughs> in rear view mirror may seem farther than they actually are <laughs> just give me credit when you guys get that that pals award just give me credit f big f big what are you f. gonna do most most uh, big but in the meantime, before we can get the whales, there are just good old cows that we slaughter. And uh, Texas Slim is a uh, beef rancher, uh, primarily, from what I can tell. He has the beef initiative. And he was hanging out with a guy. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Captain Sid. Oh, yeah. That man Captain has Sid? a very impressive denim jacket with lots, of, uh, lots and lots of buttons on it. He's a denim jacket guy, just like you. Yep. You know, birds of a feather. Oh, I love. <laughs> I already. I don't know the guy, but I already love him. 
<laughs> there's a brothership, you know, there's a, there's an understood bond between those who, who sport, uh, well, country mounted denim jackets. You Captain see, Sid. You see that guy over there? He's seen some shit. That's my brother. Captain Sid, uh, researches and writes about finance, monetary history, and Bitcoin. He's a Bitcoin guy. His website is whatismoney.info. He also runs motorcycle tours in Thailand that are specifically tailored to the Bitcoin crowd. Pretty badass, I I must say. And uh, the motorcycle tours are kind of intended on getting away from the big heavy spots and going out into the country and really exploring the, the, the land and also challenging yourself, getting out of your comfort zone, just like the... Uh, tarot card said earlier. If uh, if anybody would like to hear an interview with Captain Sid, uh, friends of the show, Bowl After Bowl had an interview with him. Episode 206, Bowls with Buds, Captain That's Sid. Right. That's right. Very right. They did have him on. Uh, he's an interesting character. He's had a very interesting life, from what I can tell. And him, uh, Texas Slim, contacted him and requested one of these motorcycle tours in Thailand. So Texas Slim went over there, and, uh, you know, Texas Slim is in the Bitcoin stuff too. Bitcoin ties heavily into the Beef, the beef Initiative, uh, as is the most sound money that we have working with so far. And uh, he wrote a Substack article, Captain Sid did, about his adventures uh, with him in Texas Slim. And I thought that... Uh, it's a very interesting s- series of articles that have been released on their Substack in multiple parts. And I wanted to just read a short excerpt from part two, if that would please the jury. Yes, let's do it. Okay. Uh, this is a, a Texas cowboy enters the jungle. And this is, again, an excerpt from Captain Sid's Substack. As Slim and I planned his trip to Thailand, he kept mentioning his desire to get lost in the jungle. What drew this Texas cowboy to Thailand wasn't beaches or women or fresh fruit. For him and myself, the attraction to Thailand isn't about these things. It's about looking in the mirror at ourselves. It's about picking apart and reflecting on the culture that we've been immersed in. It's about letting the current take uh, the current take us away out of our comfort zones. Only a culture completely different from the one we're raised in, encountered off the path beaten by tourists, can bring that experience. During Slim's visit, we were fortunate enough to visit a community that actively resists the debt-driven consumerist society that has consumed America and much of the Western world. That community is a so-called hill tribe in northern Thailand, often seen by much of Thai and international society as poor subsistence farmers, uh, only one government school away from wealth and happiness. Many of them are deeply misunderstood. In reality, Many of these tribes are well aware of modern society and how it tears apart communities and it destroys wealth. They have little interest in handouts, and they much prefer their traditional self-sufficient ways. Donated rice might be fed to the pigs. They grow far better rice. Donated clothing might be stuffed in the walls of their homes. They make far more comfortable clothing and suitable clothing by hand. They don't want your pity, and they definitely don't want your misery. These people are living and breathing self-sovereign communities, and they didn't learn it from a Bitcoiner's blog post. They learned it from their ancestors, going back thousands of years. They don't know what ESG means. 
uh, but they do know how to be responsible stewards of the land, better than any keyboard warrior at the UN. Our modern societies, drunk on debt, destroyed in health, and exhausted in spirit, could learn a great deal from societies that never strayed down that path. It sounds like they're in some desperate need of democracy. Yeah, I feel like we should probably send some uh, Mormon missionaries over there. Or an airstrike. Or, well, you know, tomato, (laughs) tomato. (laughs) One of the two. (laughs) (laughs) Why not both? (laughs) Wait till the Mormons are there. A Mormon airstrike. Mm. Now I've heard it all. Now I've heard it all. I like this. I liked it too. Uh, There's some pictures that he published as well. They're just riding around on motorcycles around Thailand. Looks like a blast to me. On top of uh, taking part in, in, you know, some sort of philosophical, spiritual journey. That ties to a lot of what we are doing around here, but they're really getting off the grid to do it. So I respected that a lot. Hmm. I might have to share this with somebody. It's, uh, I know it's going to Thailand here soon. We might have to go to Thailand now. Ah, there you go. You know, the flight is the most expensive thing. Once you're there, it's, 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 everything's really cheap. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Just get a, a penthouse suite for like 70 bucks a night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's what we wanted to do. Although if we did the motorcycle tour, we'd probably be sleeping in the bush or something. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what the, what the tour entails. But. Sounds fantastic. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Texas Slim, Captain Sid, for uh, your courage. Thank you so much. And anybody in the show notes, zososcorner.substack.com, can go and check it out. Go and check it out. Uh, aside from that, I know we're kind of, I'm just kind of pressing through stuff because, uh, you know, we've got a late start. So just trying to cover what I got here. And there's some beautiful stuff out there. There's a lot of a lot of beautiful stuff going on. I will play, if you don't mind, just a few clips that are going to allude to something that we're probably going to talk about next week. Uh, which is uh, what's that? Uh, I was sorry. I was making a sound as thinking. Finding what you the clips. Uh, which clips oh. was it that you needed? Uh, the weather clips. Yes. We were talking about weather modification. This is something that's on the docket for next week. Uh, This is something that is coming to the forefront as a a normal thing Uh, for years and years. (laughs) It's always been a thing. (laughs) It has always been a thing. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) And and that's what people have been saying. It's, It's been a thing for a long time. Weather modification is like not impossible to do you know but then there was a lot of people saying that it wasn't a thing but i feel like they're just denying the science they are while pretending to represent the science and for years and years and you've seen this happen this happens every year with something some everybody's takes something that is obviously happening and calls it crackpot oh weather modification there's no way zero percent chance that human beings have any method of controlling the weather. That's dog shit. People have been working on it for a long, long time. And uh, and there are proven ways. And now the more and more stuff comes out where people are talking about it. It's very, very normal. If you can please play Weather One. 
We're here in Santa Barbara County, home to one of the longest running cloud seeding operations in the country. We've got some ground-based cloud seeding equipment right here, and we're gonna get to hear all about how it works and see it in action. Let's wow, check it out. Wow, cool. Come on, come on, check it out. They're gonna show us. Cloud this seeding is... is the most common type of weather modification, and it has many different techniques and applications. <laughs> Today, it's mostly used to increase rain and snowfall, reduce the size of hail, and reduce fog at airports. And reduce, and reduce fog, fog at airports. At airport. Traditionally, cloud seeding has been done from the air. So air, airplanes have had racks on them where these same flares are positioned on the airplane and the airplane flies into the storm. So in order to reduce the cost of the client and reduce our carbon footprint, uh, we've been able to station these on the ground. Now we can do this in places where weather permits. Behind a barbed wire fence designed to keep away curious, curious cattle, cattle, the cloud seeding gear awaits the right kind of weather. So these are referred to as AHOGs. That stands for Automated High Output Ground Seeding Systems. Inside these canisters uh, are the flares with the seeding agents. The canisters are used as, as spark arresters, so they prevent sparks from reaching the ground. So if we pull off the spark arrestor, you can see the flare inside. The ignition of the flares are controlled from the control module that's behind us. The primary seeding agent in this is silver iodide. Silver iodide is a simple compound. It's polar in nature like water. So there's chemical properties that help attract water molecules to silver iodide. It's also structured molecularly similar to ice. So it helps generate or helps spawn the generation of ice buildup. And then that becomes a hellstone or a snowflake that falls here primarily as rain. So one flare like this has billions and billions of potential sites for that water to congregate around. This sounds fake and made up. It is fake, made up, and probably gay. <laughs> like space. Like space. Uh, I I couldn't help myself. I, I did little editing stuff to the clips because it's just funny. I just, the things they say are just so ridiculous. And they say it so simply. Of course. And, I mean, I'm looking at this one picture. I'm assuming this is the flare array. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is not something that looks like it was rolled out last year. New. It doesn't they talk like about it like it's been around. <laughs> For a long... One of the most common ways of weather... <laughs> modifying yeah. the weather. <laughs> one of the most common ways. <laughs> assuming there are other ways... Well, this one's actually kind of a rare way, but they still do it sometimes. Yeah. With silver iodide. Silver iodide is an, inor an inorganic compound. Uh, it is a... It has a bright yellow solid but samples almost always contain impurities of metallic silver that give it a gray coloration. Uh, it is typically made, it is manufactured by combining potassium iodide and silver nitrate. And you can go on YouTube and you can find videos, very simple, of people making uh, silver iodide at home. You just need potassium iodide and silver nitrate. Now, what are these things? Well, silver nitrate is, is an interesting thing because they talk about how... This isn't toxic. There's nothing toxic about any of this, right? Uh, well, surely not. Surely not. But you have silver nitrate, an oxidant. Uh, despite its common usage uh, in extremely low concentrations to prevent gonorrhea and control nosebleeds, <laughs> and used as a mild antiseptic, uh, Silver nitrate is very toxic, and it's very corrosive. And if you consume enough of it, 
One common thing that will happen is you will have skin discolorations. So would it be appropriate to say that another word for antiseptic is sterilizer? Yeah. Well, we say antiseptic, right? Yeah. Isn't that sterilizing? It's antiseptic. I'm just curious for science reasons. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is uh by the way, silver nitrate is a is a cheap uh silver salt in the sense that when you dissolve silver in certain chemicals, this is a sort of residue that comes out of it, sort of uh a grainy residue that comes out of it. So, yeah, uh let's play a few more clips and we'll rip through them. Uh please play weather two. Oh, I see. Servo's got uh, anti- uh, antiseptics for sanitation, sanitization, sterilizers, autoclaves for sterilization. Okay. Mm. Um, but yes, weather tube. We'll launch them in sequences. We watch the radar to see when bands of the highest concentration of liquid water are passing above us in the clouds. And we try to target those high concentration pockets in the storm systems. Uh, We'll launch between three and 20 flares for a typical storm. Once the flare is lit, it takes a little bit of time to carry up into the clouds. And once it's up at at the proper elevation, it'll take about 20 minutes to instigate the rain or the snow process. Uh, So overall, you're probably looking at about 40 to 45 minutes, 40 to 45 minutes before you're seeing the maximum result. <laughs> maximum results. We're going to see the maximum results. 40 to 45 minutes. That's pretty good. That's, uh... God. It takes longer for an edible to kick in. Ugh. That's fast. Fast action. Some people, it takes longer to drive to work than, than it does that. <laughs> A lot of people it does, unfortunately. I think bad commutes are the source of all of uh, society's rot. Mm. Uh, is it safe for babies, you think? Most most definitely, yes. Of course. Well, let, let's see what the science has to say. Clip three. And that's why we're stationed miles away from our target area. So we have very specific targets that, that drain directly into major water basins, and we time these events to correlate with rain above those intended targets. One of the biggest questions or most common questions that we receive uh, relates to the safety of silver iodide. Silver is biologically inert, so it will not interact in a negative fashion with plant or animal life. Iodine is actually a critical building block of a number of hormones in animals, so it is safe as well. In fact, if you look at table salt or baby formula, you'll see iodine in its molecular form as an additive in those commonly consumed substances. Very common stuff. Johnson and Johnson approves of it, so it must be okay. Coming soon to shelves near you, Johnson and Johnson's asbestos powder. <laughs> Just a simple additive. Just a simple additive. Uh, I like how they word it as like, oh, it's just a common, you know, compound that you find in your in your bones. Yeah, just like what they say with fluoride. You know, they they word it in a way so that it's oh, it's perfectly natural. No, it's an industrial runoff. It's the cheapest thing that you could possibly produce from skiven chemical reaction. So it's not perfect, and it's not exactly what they're talking about. In my opinion. Sounds safe to me. Why not? Fuck it, man. 
Well, the most important thing is that it's sustainable poops. Sustainable. <laughs> this runoff's not going to dispose of itself. <laughs> we we stay clear far away. We only set it off over reservoirs. <laughs> yeah, you know, major sources for water, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we stay far away from that, though. Uh, uh, remember all and, those uh, videos? People microwaving the snow and it was all sparking and shit. Yes. Yeah. This the, he he compares it to ice. Uh, these. These ice crystallines are, are unnaturally made with some sort of chemical, physical chemical reaction. And, and the, the snow is, is fake snow. It's, it's artificial snow. And, and people burn it. Delusional. They're all out of their gourds. Crazy. If you have any silver iodide snow in your possession, please send it to us. Uh, you can contact us at boo at behind the schemes.com lavish behind the schemes.com. And, uh, we want your fake snow. Send it in. Uh, we'll close it off with this last clip. <laughs> Weather four. Sometimes there is a concern about robbing Peter to pay Paul. So are we benefiting California at the expense of Nevada? And the truth is, is that storm systems, when they move over off the coastline, only about 10% of that moisture is going to fall in the form of precip. And we're looking at increasing that to about 11% because we have about a 10% increase in the natural storms productivity. So going from 10% to 11% in California has an insignificant impact on the amount of precip that will still be available in Nevada or Utah. Built into the program are kind of checks to make sure that we don't come across anything negative. When there are high intensity storms, we won't seed. If the reservoirs are full, we won't seed. If the rivers are flowing, a lot, maybe near flood capacity, we won't seed. We hope that the conditions that exist right now uh, will turn around and that we will not face the severity of droughts that we're facing particularly this year. But a number of scientific articles are suggesting otherwise. And as we look into the future, we need to again consider conservation first. Um, so the ability for us is to conserve how we use water and the ways that we store the water. And then layer on that efforts like weather modification and cloud seeding to help increase the rainfall that we do receive. It's very important that we take advantage of every opportunity we have uh, to generate water in a sustainable way. Mm, so sustainable. I might have gotten a little confused along the way. Does this constitute as man-made climate change? Ooh. Ooh. You can show up at these fuckers' front door and say, you are contributing to climate change. And then you can get Antifa to go over there with their masks and their guns. We'll start writing up legislation and non-governmental oh. organizations to start pushing policies based off of the actions. Of the oh my God, we should get the UN involved. <laughs> Let's call the UN real quick. I'm, you know what? I know the silver, literally, bullet for this. <laughs> call up Stripe and tell them to take the silver iodide manufacturers off their platform. Oh my God. It comes full circle. That's how we beat man-made climate change. Stripe. I want you to deep platform the sky. <laughs> yes, sir. Right away, sir. <laughs> I'm going to go up to heaven. Start kicking <laughs> angels in the band face. Start taxing heaven. Hey, boys. 
Your fucking carbon footprint is way too high, boys. <laughs> anyway, just a little taste. We've got a little more on that uh, coming up next week, but I I did find this, and I, I thought it was hilarious. Just how casual and how fun it is. They're just in the da-da-da. And it's not too far from where I'm at, uh, Santa Barbara. It's in California, Central California. And... I can see this. This is very like Central California spooky shit. And guess where they're trying to do the most weather modification? California. Guess what's been in a fucking drought for the last 15 years? California. Weird. And we just had the most rain this last winter than we've had in 15 years, at least. Although this is always a big California thing. Uh, the rain. It's always about the rain here. But... um. This is where they'd be doing it, so you keep an eye on it. And it's not too far from all the big, uh, you know, the Stanfords and the the whatnots that are all in on this. And uh, I like there was something I saw. Oh, yeah, Servo said something about it. Uh, kind of confession about geoengineering. If you start this, you can't ever stop. This is a slippery slope. This is Jurassic Park. Uh, just because you could... Doesn't necessarily mean you should, and you're you're tampering with things that are beyond your control, beyond your understanding. You are kids playing with guns. I don't even really think it's a matter of uh, shouldn't or doesn't, but more so didn't. It's too late. You already cracked open that <laughs> that Pandora's box, my guys. Yeah, you already opened that that lunchbox. And uh, and it's on, and so now it's just a matter of basically saying, I told you so. We told you so. We knew that they were messing with the weather, and you guys are fucking dildos for not seeing it sooner. I just wonder, do you think they'll still have to spray after Bill Gates creates uh, a global dust cloud to cut down the on the amount of sunlight that comes into the planet, heating it up? I don't think Bill Gates will care because he'll be in Terramar. You know, he's just going to, he's going to pull his uh, photon straight from the sea. He's going to eat plankton. (laughs) From a straw. Yeah. (laughs) Through his eye. And what happens on the service world, no concern to to good old Bill. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, but remember, Bill Gates is just a middleman, if you, could, if you can believe that. Goes all the way to the top, people, all the way. Well, on the bright side, at least we're getting sprayed with uh, gonorrhea treatment. Yes, uh, the, the good news is that there is a gonorrhea preventative floating around in the atmosphere, so that's always good. Yes. So you can do a little cloud seeding yourself. <laughs> for a safer cloud seeding <laughs> remember it's your seed i think this was the the somehow this is a theme that tied all my stories together the sperm whale uh then you have texas slim who's the master of the seed and then you have cloud seeding just a little seed hidden in there for you well it is about that time of year Things have unthawed. (laughs) After 500 years, I'm free. 
After 500 years of being locked away in this hellhole, I'm free, motherfucker. It's time to conquer Earth. <laughs> so um, the winner is Satan. Satan. <laughs> Satan. Satan wins always. Satan wins always. Well, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Do we have any screen mails? Yes, we do. Uh, Here we go. Face to the screen, schemers. Uh, wanted to leave a brief message here about, I don't know, I've got a pretty good screen built up. My management where I work is really kind of uh, just rubbing me the wrong way, and they just don't really respect us guys that actually generate the revenue for the company and just treat us like shit. And whenever we complain, they just act like we need to just shut the fuck up about it. And You know, of course they hire us and say, we have an open door policy. If you have suggestions, we want to build a team. Like we're trying to build a team. But anytime I mention anything, it's uh just all about how I'm wrong and stuff. And the manager they have there, like above me, he's just like he's inexperienced at management. And he's just like flying by the seat of his pants. And you know, they had this big safety training course that we had to take that took a long time. And you know, they paid us a little bit of money for that for the time. But like, we got to meet the guy, the director of the safety program. And it's my day off, so they want me to come up there on my day off, and they don't want to pay me overtime for it. I mean, for that, I say, fucking bastards! Yeah, fuck yeah. Well, I hope I didn't blow up the microphone this time again like I normally do when I call on the screen mails, but, uh, you know, face to the schemes. Have a good night, guys. Face the schemes! I I resonate with you. I resonate oh, with fuck. you. Oh fuck. It's it's awful out there. Yeah. And uh just I'll I'll give him a little bit of Matt B karma. As a podcaster, I hold the in high contempt. <laughs> Down with the management class. Down with the management class. <laughs> Managers no more. <coughs> Rise up. <laughs> Uh, come in and Fucking. meet the safety guy. <laughs> yeah, well, where's the style and presentation, dude? At <laughs> <laughs> come on, people. Unpaid OT, no good, no bueno. Yeah. Fucking pay me. Fucking pay me. Day off. Day off. Capital D. Capital A. Capital Y. Off. Day off, bro. <laughs> sounds so like hands off. Sounds like fuck off. <laughs> have a good day uh i i hope you find a resolution in that face to the scheme schemes um, yes indeed jesus uh we got one last caller for tonight 612-263-7999 is that telephone number you can call it up any time during the week that you choose to it don't matter when no matter how you don't matter Listen, I'm from the real streets, the haunted streets. And that's why I don't fuck with ghosts. You understand? You don't know about this life. You keep playing around with your Hasbro-ass Ouija. I got my garlic chain. You understand? <laughs> you understand? I'm burning sage 24-7. 24-7. getting killed by no ghosts. You get behind the scheme, you protect yourself from ghosts. Peace to the living. 
<laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't use the word literally very often, but ghosts literally don't know that life. <laughs> Run! She's a ghost and a bitch! <laughs> ghost and a bitch. A bitch just like you. <laughs> yes. Uh, I like the garlic chain. That's a nice touch. It's a classic touch. That's what the gangsters were wearing back in the Diz. It's got that sort of like uh, Romanian chic to it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's quite impaling. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Sage 24-7. We have a line in the budget just for Sage. <laughs> It's Senator, a, you spent $10 million on Sage last year. Uh, do you mind uh, want to explain why that is? Yeah. <laughs> Millions of dollars in donations from overseas countries and Sage. Mm. It's funny. Uh, well, I think that brings us to the conclusion of tonight's program. Uh, if you want to check us out next week, we'll be live with the Millennial Media Offensive. Uh-huh. The Millennial Media Offensive. That is Dan Gehring and John G. Do coming through. Say hello, hello, hello. And if you aren't listening to the Millennial Media Offensive, well, I'd highly recommend you do that. What are you even doing? And it is live every Tuesday. Uh, before It'll be on the No Agenda stream, as a matter of fact. Before and maybe even during DHN Plugged. <laughs> God willing. God willing and the creek don't rise. And, uh... You've got uh, also before bull after bull. Um. Now I went ahead and I drew a tarot card to to close us out on. Ah, uh, yes. And What's our closing card? I'm going to go out on a limb, and I want you to just if you had to throw a dart, what card do you think it was? Is it the Thoth deck? No, it's the uh, it's the David Bowie. Starman. It's the Bowie deck. Uh, yes. Is it another princess? It is not, but it is a lady. A lady? Yes. She is a lady. Ooh, a lady. And she came up in conversation already tonight. Was it strength? Wow. That's it's pretty bizarre. You know, sometimes these things happen. Uh, pretty wild. Pretty wild. Yes, I'm trying to get a picture so I can share it with y'all in the chat here. And then uh, we can hit the book. That's badass. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Wow. Wow. It's coming. Look how fast that thing comes. Come, coming. Look how fast this thing comes. <laughs> it's insane. This thing's coming. This this baby will travel at the speed of come. I tell you what. I'll tell you what. This son of a bitch can fit so much fucking cum in it. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen clown cars, right? <laughs> Let me tell you about cl- <laughs> cum cards. <laughs> You've heard of compression, but have you heard of compression? Uh, so this is the upright strength. I face my fears with the strength of love and patience. While this card symbolizes strength, its nature its nature is very different and in great contrast to the masculine counterpart of strength, which is the chariot. Sheer determination, 
and will are not wielded. Instead, the lions that symbolize our innate power and instincts, the frenzy and passion of our emotions are tamed by the calm, loving, and sure touch of the feminine and purity of heart. The lions have deferred to her inner strength and self-mastery and know that they will not be harmed. Uh, uh, the feminine speaks with the language of the heart and is fearless in its truth. The, uh, the mandalas alive in the background behind her are generated from the patterns of particle collisions. Oh, kind of like n- nuclear. Yeah. 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 Uh, particle accelerators allow physicists to study subatomic particles by speeding them into powerful magnetic fields. Then they trace these interactions that result from the collision, enabling them to delve into the mysteries of the universe, the nature of dark matter and the deep structure of space and time. These particle mandelas are, represent the phenomenal power and energy that is embedded in nature. Like a mirror, they reflect the powerhouse of humanity waiting to be released. Excellent. I think it's come full circle, boobs. Yes. Uh, and there's a, there's a parting shot from the strength card here. Trust yourself. Let your inner endurance shine. Use your power to embrace the amazing person within. You have everything within you to succeed. Mm, this is the be yourself card. Oh, yeah. and <laughs> Baby, you strong. Baby, you strong. Just be yourself. Feels good. Feels good. Well, there you go. I think that's a mag- magnificent, magnanimous conclusion to episode 152. Of Behind the Schemes, that is. That's a cool card. I like that. She's got yeah. two lions. Wow. Yeah, the dumb old, stupid old, boring old tarot only has one lion. <laughs> two Bruh. is always better than one. Bruh, do you even like two lion? Bruh, do you even lion? <laughs> what do you what lion you benching these days? Two? But you can't even get to infinity with that one. <laughs> Bro, do you even disintegrate matter in a cosmic nuclear collision? <laughs> the answer, yes, you do. Because it's behind the schemes, baby. Caller, Caller, do you see the grand universal puzzle? <laughs> uh, no. no. Hmm. Good stuff. I like it. Thank you, Jim, for that idea. Good. That was uh, very pleasant. I like it. Spooky. Quite pleasant. Uh, yeah, we'll have it probably in the show notes, which you can find at zososcorner.substack.com. We are, again, a value-for-value value production, which means we don't have ads, we don't have reads, we don't have any corporate sponsorship, which means that we are uncensored, and we can talk about whatever we want. If you're interested in participating in the value-for-value value model, uh, you can find us at our website, bts.lol. LOL. Or uh, you can find us at the show notes, zososcorner.substack.com. Let us know what's on your mind. What are you doing? Give us a call, 612-263-7999. Value for Value is all about universal producership. This is all of our show, comrade. <laughs> and I'll be your comrade every day that ends in Y. Till next time, this has been Booberry, Mothman of the Miniocalypse. And I have been... Lavish.
She's either a bitch or a ghost. The, the show was not short on hot, tough women. Danger, danger. High voltage. Wow, man. That was a lot more than I bargained for. This is a jerk-off session. You shove it in Sexy. Yeah, shove it in there. <laughs> if you have a scheme, aren't you scheming? In some instances, the harassment may be verbal. Word around the offices, you got a fat cock. You want to start a street fight with me, bring it on. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. This show is behind the shim shemas. The schemes. Behind the schemes with threes as E's. Hey, are you sure this is his house? Yeah, it's the one with the blue shutters. Richard! Richard! Whoa! Cool UPS jacket! Well, hey, I found a balloon! Me too! Hey, look, I did the cool ass. That's not how you do it, you idiot. Hey, that looks pretty good. Thanks, man. I think the party's downstairs. <laughs> Let's check it out. Max. Richard, we're here. Max? Must have done it. Well, I guess Max couldn't wait. I'm gonna go join him at the party. Battery's getting pretty low, so... Bye-bye. Uh...